Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fast on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99 Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It is a Wednesday? It's Wednesday. Tonight we are recording our Thanksgiving show, which we'll play for you uh, next Thursday. Uh, But uh, Chris Stanley, the amount of people that I've heard from that are mad at you uh, are many. This thing is packed out. And is so many. There's so many people have responses. Well, here's. I just want to get to the bottom of this. I never wanted to do this in front of an audience. I thought the funny thing would be some comedians eating and talking, and everybody else would be a fly on the wall listening. And then I was talking to Don the other day, and he goes, "Well, the dais will be set up." I'm like, what? "How is that a Thanksgiving if there's a dais? That doesn't even make sense to me. This is not a visual bit." Um, but, you know, we've been so busy lately, we really haven't talked about this very much. So, it's going to be two things. Uh, it'll be funny, because these are the funniest people you'll know. Or a clusterfuck, which is always funny to me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh no. no. Not oh. funny for you, not funny for fans. <laughs> no. no, no. Yeah. No. Uh, but, you know, because obviously you guys have given this zero thought. And why would you? You know, why would it be uh, different from uh, anything else? You know, I'm saying that in a good way, Chris. Oh, okay. Take it as, yeah, take it in the best possible way. I will then. Yeah. I see that <coughs> Fez has changed positions, <coughs> and that's never a good sign. You know, there's something dusty around here because I don't get a cough anywhere but in this dusty room. It's these vents most likely. It's, I mean, well, then we have to tell hot water. Uh, we have to tell. Uh, Mars to, uh, you know, he's going to clean the vents or somebody's going to clean the vents. You can't kill the people that are in here talking. Doesn't make any sense. 
I mean, Thanks I'll, for backing me up I'll, on that. I'll fucking climb up in there myself if I have to. You say that, but I mean, the, you would have had time by now, you know? Um, let's see. The, oh, so Friday, uh, the Ron White Unmasked uh, premieres, 2 o'clock and then all weekend long. Uh, Bennington this week on Friday, and I believe we're going to have a very special guest there on Opie Radio. Um, I will just give you this hint. Opie Radio. And that's all I'm saying. Okay. Special guest, Opie Radio. Yeah. On Opie Radio. Yeah, it's on Opie Radio. It's always on Opie Radio. Series 206, XM 103. Uh, when I look at this, mornings, back to afternoons, then unmasked. Who is the real ass dude? Is it really Louis J. Gomez? Or is it Ronnie B? Could somebody be the realer ass dude? Take the Puerto Rican rattlesnake, too, from him. Well, I do feel like I am the Puerto Rican rattlesnake. Two reasons. Number one, I'm Puerto Rican. A hundred percent. I didn't know that. Yeah, Aguadilla is where I was born and raised. And uh, two, um, I don't know. I've seen uh, someone called Steve Austin before, and he's a rattlesnake. He's a badass. I should have it. He's American badass. No, that's The Undertaker. Not Kid Rock. Wasn't Kid Rock the original American badass? I don't know. I think, I think I'm a badass, baby. Talk about doing more with less. You got to give that guy all the credit in the world. Yeah, now he has like a brewery in Detroit, and he's just like loved there. Like he's just giving back to the people. He's loved everywhere. From Detroit on south, that guy goes anywhere. And somehow to them, he's Leonard Skinner. I don't know how he did it. Yeah, he's crossed over the country real hard. Yeah. Uh, cool stuff on uh, the iBank today. The Behind the Burger, Bob's Burgers. And I'm a guy who normally busts balls on um, cartoons, but there's something about that one that's just so damn funny. You're not even a, a viewer of that, are you? Uh, no, I don't even watch it all that much. I know H. John Benjamin's all over it, and he's he's my dude. He's my real-ass dude, H. John Benjamin. I'm not. I'm not your real-ass dude. <laughs> You're I would have thought that, uh, that uh, I was. You're my Puerto Rican rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this story up, and there's actually video with it as well, where Elizabeth Banks tells Jennifer Lawrence that she's so badass that she basically has a penis. And so it's just so weird. I don't know if you could talk about this little girl's crotch right now because of the fappening. Well, I, she gets away with it because she's a chick, I, Elizabeth Banks. She's a hot cool chick, though. She, she is awesome. I think she's much cooler than Jennifer Lawrence. Well, this actually comes out. She basically says, you're like a littler, younger version of me. And, uh, I don't know. I, I will tell you this. I'm gonna guess this. Most guys wouldn't be able to keep up with Elizabeth Banks. I mean, I don't know anything about her husband. I think he's a out-of-show business guy, as far as I know. Yeah. But he's gotta be the man. Oh, he has to Just have... to be able to come home and fucking say, let's do this thing, all right? It's time, Liz. I'm sure he calls you Liz. He does it. Oh, he does? Really? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I wonder where he calls you then. That's between them, Chris. I don't want to be some, no offense to you, borderline pederast just... sitting around. I'm far away from that border. I already said no offense, dude, so stop being offended. But still... When you tell someone no offense, yeah. that means you can't be offended. No, I'm still going to be offended. The word pederast gets thrown around a lot. First of towards all... Me. You've got your your head this day looks like the beef. You've cut your hair short <laughs> so bad. and you wear your hat up and high 
You know what I mean? Yeah, oh yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I should be in black and white. I can't get used to you. It's it's just there was a bad haircut that went wrong in the chair, and then I had to tell him just just fucking get it short because this looks even. It won't, and, you were so much better off with your '90s cut, your sexy '90s cut I know, that you had last week. Dropped into my hair. But eyes. what happened? People were commenting on it, and you got mad. I just got weirded out. I was like, "Don't stop fucking talking about the hair." So now I have to be. I tried. I just wanted to trim it, but then the guy fucked it up. All right, let me give you a hint here. Yeah, you're out of the the fucking baseball cap age. It's time for you to get yourself a real hat. If you want to do a brim, yeah, you got to go out and do a real fucking hat that works for you. I'm gonna have to do some hat shopping because haberdashery. Yeah, you're not from the BX. You know, walking around with a Yankees hat on. Is so fucking done. Well, the only reason I started wearing the hat again was a little I, I know yeah. why you're wearing it. Okay. Fred Durst. <laughs> That's fucking you. You're the Fred Durst of radio. Check about this all about the Nookie tattoo. <laughs> Do you really have one of those? No, of course not. Though I did shoot a music video in uh, Long Island City, and I was excited about that in high school. Yeah, well, that was a badass video, too. Everybody was coming in from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, look at these streets, they filled up. In that weird alley or whatever. Yeah, it looked like he tried to do um, a fight to power, but for whatever his fucking stupid nookie version of whatever song he was doing. Yeah, rap the rap rock coalition. Corporate rap rock coalition. <laughs> why is the why is Earl get a piece of that? Earl doesn't get a piece of anything. That's sad. Earl spent his whole life trying to separate himself from dollars. <laughs> They get as far away from money as he can. He probably sleeps on a fucking mat in his house. Whole, first, the whole family takes a fucking bath together. Like the Japanese. It's just a fucking a burning garbage can in the middle as the heater. And stove. They all sit down and it's just this soup. Some kind of fucking fish head soup. It's gray. That they're passing around. Of course it's gray. What, you're not going to get a colorful fish stew. The fucking windows are fucking bricked up or, or spray painted black. No, you went too far with what, it. Why? You, you get racist. I don't like it's it. It's nothing racist about that. I had to stop a racist bit you were doing today. Oh. Before the show. I heard you. You had like, I got this idea. Hey, man. You're black. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that on the show. It's the fucking 90s now. Okay? <laughs> it's 2014. Really? Then why is the entire fucking country doing the hammer time? Dance. Throwback. T back. Let's start and call throwbacks T backs. Okay. I wanted to call them TBs, but then everybody thinks it's tuberculosis. That freaks people out. You should. You're a fucking lunger, my friend. You're a lunger. There's Tommy Chong on Fox News. There's something you wouldn't expect to see what? every day. <laughs> yeah. It's unsettling. This is the they do the hashtag after their thing. It's their out hashtag. Which is kind of wacky. I hate it. Well, see, it's it's just uh, hashtags are now like just supposed to be in front of words. Can I tell you, I'm I think I'm past the age where I can hate people or bands or music. You know what I mean? Like mm. I'll just discontinue being there, but I can't get into the hate. And I know that the other day I'm at my coffee place. And I guess somebody did an article in one of the local papers about Nickelback sold out 17 shows or something crazy. And everybody in the place is like, don't you hate Nickelback? And I'm like, mm, no, I don't know enough about them to hate them. And I can't hate these uh, fellas for having their own business. With Nickelback, I find just more comical. Because I, really, I mean, I've listened to their songs. What is the big hit? What's the, like, what is the Nickelback Stairway? 
because I give the I've never given them even the time of day. And yet, I understand from other conversations that I'm in that they're despised. How you remind me. Okay, let's see how long before we tap out. Never made it as a wise man. You got this song, right? Yeah. I couldn't cut it as a poor no man's Tired of living like a blind man. It's that late Six 90s alt shit. Oh, yeah. And this is how you remind me. This is how... It's like somebody was 14 when they heard Black Hole Sun, and they're now going to spend the rest of their life chasing that without ever coming close. 85 million hits on YouTube. All right, now I do hate them, and there was no fucking reason for it. <laughs> you just turned around uh, and uh, destroyed everything. Fernando, you're on the run of Fez show. Ronnie, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How many times has this fucking mouth breather peppered dicks? been told to perhaps open the show with a different opener, maybe an open Mike Eagle. You switch it up a little bit. Why is he resting on his fucking move? He... Imaging is not your thing. And unfortunately, no one else here wants to do it or can do it. Not my strong suit. Uh, we don't have a Fast Eddie. We don't have a Fast Eddie Arb who's like, I'm going to show my creativity through this. Um... Your strong suit, and every show needs this, a producer who doesn't get back to people. Okay. That's something that you're very, very well known for. I get back to people. I don't know. I hear from a lot of people. If it's about tickets, people who got tickets got their tickets. Really? Yeah. Andy in Cleveland in this room right now? No, he is He not. flies all the way here from Cleveland. Yeah. He's in town. Yeah. Why doesn't he stop and by today? I should have invited him onto the show. I'm sorry, didn't a minute ago you were telling me how good you were at that kind of stuff? Hey, you guys, invite to come to this evening's. You've got to invite to come to this evening's. Yes. That sounds fucking crazy, Chris. How does it sound crazy? Because you just fucking. You, you called this evening this evenings. As if it was going to go on for days at a time. B, the things that don't dawn on you. I'm not fucking busting your balls about this. I'm just saying that you're going through life like your brain has been replaced with a quaalude. That's what I'm saying. Don't take that the wrong way. Don't fucking feel like that's an insult. Fez is sitting in front of a computer. Hasn't moved all morning. I know where we are with this. I get it. But, you know, today's the day. Tonight's the big Thanksgiving show. It's going to be great. Oh, God, don't be that guy. Don't be a yes man. Be a fucking person, all right? I am a human. I'm a human. Are you? Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to like a statue sometimes, like a crazy, insane statue that came to life, <laughs> started walking around, bumping into shit, eating rocks, and then is going to attempt to drown itself. Um, here's uh, Stone Cold. Stone Cold, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Ronnie Million Bucks. First off, I want to say, Louis J. What? Louis J. What? Roddy B is the real Puerto Rican rattlesnake. I'll kick Louis J in the stomach, drop him on his ass, and that's the bottom line. Pepper Hicks spit the dick out. You're doing radio, you stupid son of a bitch. Why aren't you throwing him beers now? <laughs> Open beers. Fezzy, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, you're in it, though, Fez, right? You're in it now? Yeah. Broke the seal? Here's my buddy Bill in Jersey. Bill. Our biggest card holder, twenty nine eight seventy five, my buddy. That's old school. Hoo-ah! 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 Listen, Ronnie, I, I think 
You need to tell Pepper Dix to take a back seat. He makes me long for the days of Black Girl and the great song openings that Black Girl would grace us with, especially Funk Fridays. I mean, that fucking kid could pick a song. The um, Black Girl cared about such things. And to Chris's, and I'm going to uh, defend Chris right now, it's just not something that he cares about. Everybody always is drawn to what they care about. Yeah. You know? And that isn't your thing. When we came over to Raw Dog, it hasn't been my thing. I've uh, had trouble with the imaging here for the last year. It's been bad. All right. Um, it's interesting. Bigger J, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Pepper, you fuck. Every caller today is just going to call me Pepper Dicks or a fuck. Go ahead, baby. Uh, Ron, 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 I got a uh, theory on this whole Bill Cosby rape thing that's going on. Okay. Um, to me, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the definition of rape is different now than it was 30, 35 years ago. All right. Give me the example. So, like 30, 35 years ago, rape was just, it was a very violent thing. When they only, they, the law only looked at rape as he raped her, it was violent, she went and reported it. Everybody was doing drugs back then, coke, whatever. When people would get fucked up and they both had sex, they'd wake up and be like, oh, we had sex, whatever. Now it's, if two people get fucked up and they have sex, the woman can just say, oh, I was fucked up, I got raped. This Janice Dickinson woman, she's a supermodel. She was a cokehead, admittedly. Who knows how many people she slept with and didn't remember. But now because she knows she slept with Bill Cosby once, she comes out and says that she got raped. That's my piece. I'm checking well, out. Well, hold on for a second, Bigger Jay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, with some of that, I see where you're coming from. But none of these people said, I sat down and did drugs with Bill Cosby. They said, I had a glass of wine and figured out there must be a drug in it. And, you know, woke up the next morning, you know, feeling I, like, what I the fuck happened? So there's a real different thing than if two people sat down and did drugs together. No one said me and Bill were doing drugs. Well, I think, the, I know at least Janice, and I think the one other lady who got interviewed, both said that they took the pill that, that he gave them. Well, that's, Jan- that's a bit, you know, that, that's kind of, they're consenting to whatever, whatever he's given them. Uh, he might have been deceiving them or whatever, but... I know some of them claim that they were dosed... I did not, you know, read anybody saying I took the pill that was given to me, but I could obviously be uh, wrong about that. But I know in the case, and we're Fez is all over it, looking stuff up. But I know um, he gave her, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So in in the case of Janice, yes, but. It, not all the women are saying the same thing. I know exactly what you're saying where the, you know, I mean, you actually had to do a campaign uh, over the years that says no means no. To point out the fucking guys that no doesn't mean kind of no. Because basically, years ago, women were taught to say no even when they were regardless right yeah when they were giving in you know what i mean is because they were good catholic girls you know so keep saying no while you're you know thrusting um always with sex um 
things, you know, it's always a strange thing to take place because, A, you can't sit down and write up a contract of here's what I approve of and here's what I don't. There was a thing on the Mindy Project this year that was a joke. That The basic joke was he slipped and went into her, her butt, right? Yeah. And, you know, they played it as a joke that he was attempting to get away with something that he, he you know, wasn't supposed to. People were furious. Uh, women's groups came out. Rape groups came out. By the way, a lot of people complaining about the on-demand from yesterday. Yeah, there was a problem with the computer uh, upstairs. Uh, Shelby was on that. I thought he had it fixed, but apparently he didn't. So it still hasn't gone up? Shelby? It's all... It's. It should be going up soon. It's all set. We just had an issue with one computer, and we're trying to figure out how to do it on another one. It's, it should all be set today. Did you know last night that it didn't work, though? We were we were trying to figure it out last night, but I um, I finally figured out what the problem was this morning. Right, here's the deal, Shelby. You got to report that to at least Chris, you know, so we can get on top of it. I, I'll I would be in contact with Chris more. I was in contact with people like here, be like engineers. Right, but here's the thing. Everybody here went to bed thinking everything got done and woke up thinking everything got done. So then people are writing in, the on-demand isn't done, and you're the only person who knows it. All you got to do is just let people know there's a problem with the computer. I'll, I'll let him know and we uh, about it. Yeah, and we all—it's—it's—it's definitely going to be up. That's not what we're talking about. The fact that it's, you know, twenty hours later, something pisses people off, and we need to, you know, let people know exactly what's going on. But when no one on your team knows about it, and you know, quite frankly, even though that you are the one working on it, Chris is responsible for it. That—that's my. I'll be in more contact with Chris. It's it's a community Thanks. like we were talking about yesterday. How? Yeah, it was. I thought we cleared it up yesterday. Here's Tony in Brooklyn. Ronnie, it sounds like blowhard, but I I miss the good old days when you could drive drunk, harass women, and just basically be a man. And uh, you know, that's what it is. This is the pussification of America. I'm well, tired. you know what you would have loved would have been to be a Viking, where you could just go town to town raping and taking people's things. And it's finest keepers. I'm sure Vikings were like when they got older. They were like, you know, things have changed so much. I mean, I remember burning down uh, huts. We just go to a stranger's and, town and take it. Well, we were raping them, but we would keep them alive long enough to see us raping their wives and daughters. Uh, nowadays, if you do that, everybody acts like you're an animal. Um, but you know there were there. I'll dig you back even further in this country. There was a, a a time where being a man was protecting women, like you wanted to be a guy who didn't who said, "Oh, something has happened to a woman. I'll come to the rescue." Not the well. She must have been a you know. I got to use a bad word here, and I hate to do it in front of you, Chris. Okay. Who? Oh God. Yeah. She must have been a hua. Oh, t- please. I'm just saying the way people talk, Chris. I'm trying to bring the street onto the air. That's heavy language. It should be. It should be. Uh, are you keeping up with the college football this year? I haven't been keeping up, no. What do you watch? You just watch a Giants game and that's it? I just watch NFL. I watch Red Zone. Monday Night Football. Thursday Night Football. 
You never seem like you're uh, uh, really that large into this. Uh, I know that you put up a thing on the iBang yesterday that shows me where your head's at all the time. Yeah. And that's the seal raping the penguin. Oh, did you, did you watch it? Not as many times as you did, Chris. Not as many times as you did. Did you watch this freak occurrence in nature? And and when watching this, it is a it's a it's interspecies rape. Well, doesn't most animal sex look like rape to you? I mean, it never like I remember like dogs just running around my neighborhood. They didn't have to be chained up. And the I saw a lot of bottoms that looked like what the fuck? When is this going to be over? Luckily for them, it's normally over pretty fast in the animal kingdom. Not a lot of, you know. <laughs> they hit it and quit it. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a lot of foreplay, not a lot of buildup. Uh, Just what, fucking push, push, come. <laughs> but when you look at this, you think the other penguins, it's a seal on a penguin. Right. You think the other penguins would come to their buddy's aid and try to beat away this seal. A, here's the thing that you don't understand, though. Uh, a penguin is about as smart as an egg salad. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, why does that egg salad let some of it be put on a sandwich and eat it? Why won't the egg salad get involved? It doesn't occur to them. I don't think these other penguins realize that there's a rape going on in their midst. How could they not? Or maybe the other penguins just thought that this penguin was asking for it. I've ever heard that other animals think that, like, like cats think everything's a cat. Like, they, if it's, a cat sees us, they think we're just a giant cat. How would we know that? A scientist figured this out. But how said, could they figure it out? How would they know what a cat thinks of anything? Does it think, like, if you're whipping um, string back and forth, do they think that's a cat? No, they just think that's string, but other, like, life forms. Okay, that doesn't make sense. They can tell, they can tell string apart, but they can't tell the difference between a human and a cat. Yeah, they just think everything's a cat. It's like if we thought cats were humans. Like, oh, there's a little human walking on all fours. So may, that could be an explanation as to why the penguins think, oh, that's just a giant penguin. A giant, hairy, toothy penguin. Wait, they think it's a hairy, toothy penguin? So, so if going by the cats, thinking everything else is a cat, maybe penguins think everything's a penguin, and that seal okay. is just a penguin making love to another penguin instead of seal on... I like that you say making love. I never heard of animals thought that way. Yeah. We're going to have the stud make love to the mare. And it's going to produce a beautiful baby. Well, this is our problem because we are constantly like giving animals human voices. If we're going to be honest, English voices to sound like us, right? Yeah. And like, if you watch like, I don't know, the Jungle Book or whatever those things are, they have animals hanging out together where normally they would be eating each other, but they act like they're all friends because they're cartoony. I know. It's bullshit. Bunch of lies of feeding children. Now it weirded you out that a penguin was with a seal, right? It it's why though. It it's the interspecies thing really freaked me out. Just to see, I didn't think other animals took other animals like outside of their own species. Like you don't see a dog banging a cat. I saw a dog bang a fucking pillow before. If you let, if you have a dog in your house, you don't want any like your couch cushions ever to hit the floor. <laughs> I guess they see it as another dog, according to your scientific research. That's what we're trying to put together here, yeah. Um, Bill in Colorado, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, uh, Chris, do you understand how ridiculous thinking a cat thinks every other animal a cat is? Have you ever seen a cat around a dog? Do you think that cat thinks that dog's a cat? Yeah, that's what I then read. why do they run from some cats, because, the barking cats, Because they're afraid of those bigger, 
stronger cats. You got you got to lay off the juice, Chris. You're fucking out of your mind. I'm not out of my mind. You're out of your mind, and you know what? You're one of those people who you just think of something, and then you'll say science has proved. <gasps> science has proved, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I wonder, like, if a house cat would look at a lion and think, how did that fucking... Could you imagine if we ran into something that looked like us but was... Like giants, right? Yeah, a like, hundred times bigger. And it just was a non-domesticated, just a giant angry... Like a chihuahua might look at it like St. Bernard and not even... I, I would have to think, well, it's dog-like, but it's not a dog like me and my friends are. That does not look like me and my family. And some other genetic offshoot... I doubt if a dog could come up with genetic offshoot, but, you know, who knows? All cats think everything's a cat. Uh, John in Jersey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Rowdy B, I got proof that Chris is a centaur. All right. You said when a, when a stud meets up with a mare, he said it creates a beautiful baby. It creates a pony, Chris, not a baby. It was. I'm going. Come on. You see ponies as babies because you're a centaur. I'm a human being. I'm a dude. You're a human being. Stupid is what you are. Since that fucking cat thing. I don't know who's on the phones in there, but I'm about to go fucking seriously. I'm about to go mad. Um. Here's uh, John. John, you're on the Run of Face show. Hey, Chris. Why would a cat chase a mouse if a mouse if a it's a cat. It, it, because it's hungry and it wants. It's a hunter. It doesn't eat other cats the way it'll eat a mouse. They fight. They they'll fight. You don't ever seen cats fight each other? They I would, don't see them eat I would, each other. A cat would eat another cat. It's food. All right. This is science again. Yes, this is science. It's 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 the wild. Also, we have an EAS test at twelve fifty. Uh, we should probably take a quick single to get that out of the way. <coughs> I thought we had a guest coming in. Uh, They're coming in. If you, we'll, we'll have enough time before the guest comes in. Let me just single real quick. It's still going to mean that that person gets cut short. And Am I going to do the thank you for you, Babaloy? I, I don't believe they'll be cut short. I think we still have that time. We, just, we have to just get this EAA test out of the way. Do it. We're going to finish up. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits. Yeah, buddies, it's the Run and Fez show. Chris, did you run your test? The test was ran. And how did we make out? Everything's A-OK. What are we trying to find out with that test? That's like emergency broadcast system stuff. They have to test it every now and then. Um, and what emergency would we tell people if we didn't break in and tell them that there was going to be a snow in Buffalo that was going to dump eight feet on people and in 40 minutes? I don't know whether you watched any of that lake effect. I saw it. But it's it's one of the more frightening things I've ever seen in nature. How fast that comes in and how much snow it dumps. Uh, I talked to my friend Greg in Buffalo. He said by next Thursday, they should have six feet. I don't know whether he was just partying, but he said his job, he's never gotten a snow day. Cause, and it was their first snow day. Oh, God. And In decades and decades, because they don't do that there. You know? It's They're the day like, after tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's close. It looked like that. 
where you had to run from the cold. Bill in Missouri. Hey, guys. Chris is kind of right about the uh, that whole cat thing, but... Right, as in asking a kindergarten to a kindergartner to you know describe the sun. It's it's a ball in the sky, but it has nothing to do with what it is. You know, I thought you were going to be complimentary, but then you just insult me again. I know. No, every time I, mean, I am complimentary. Sun, you put a smiley face on it, Chris. I've seen that. Everything. Well, that makes it funner. <laughs> they'll look at everything as a cat. All right. It, they accept it. They they view that those that they accept into their clan or into their into their pride as other cats. So if you have a cat that lives with you, uh, it will view you, after time, as just another cat. Now, that doesn't um, mean that they view it. They accept it as if it's part of the pride. Right. They don't now, they sit around have, going, oh, I think that's a cat like I am. They're just well, like, I this think, is part of my gang. You asked also earlier about the uh, about looking at something, you know, like us looking at a giant um, yeah. and, and the size of elevation. Horses are very much the same way, which I kind of grew up on a horse ranch. And, and watching them, the psyche of a horse, they don't have really an understanding of their own size and their own proportions. And many animals are the same way. So they look at the largest one. Oftentimes, the smallest one is the most aggressive because they look at the largest one, they assume that that's their size, too. They don't understand. That's how dumb they are. Yeah, I see dogs, little dogs all the time, want to fight big dogs. I'm like, be a little fucking street smart, dude. You know, try to figure it out. Uh, Whitney Cummings is stopping by. She's part of Lipstick and will be performing at the Venetian in Las Vegas Friday, November 28th and Saturday, November 29th. Uh, Of course, she is one of the creators of Two Broke Girls, which airs Mondays, 8 o'clock on CBS. Let's bring in Whitney Cummings. Whitney Cummings in studio with us, uh, part of Lipstick, which is going to be performing at the Venetian in Las Vegas, Friday, November 28th, and Saturday, November 29th. Good to see you, Whitney. You as well, sir. I don't think I've been here before. You've never been here before. Before. Yeah. Sorry. Um, And we no longer, you can feel free to drink and eat anything we give you. This is not a Bill Cosby zone. There's a lot of... (laughs) We have to always. Oh, that used God. to be our thing because I'm from Philly. I'm like, yeah, that's the way to pick up women. But now I've learned you can't do that. Now what do you do? Now what I try to do is meet them, and it's really, really so much more difficult. That's not helpful. Where are you? are from Philly? From outside of Philadelphia. Okay, I went to school in Philadelphia. Where at? Penn. Well, then you were a smart person. You I would. Don't know about that. I would say that you were separated from Philadelphia as you. Really? Yeah. You're wearing two pairs of glasses. I think you're the smart one here. Well, well, we, well I need sunglasses and reading glasses both. I love both. that. Yeah. Where is. in Philadelphia? Well, I lived in Delaware County, sure. which is a little south. I was born in the city of Chester. Love it. But, you know, Bill is an icon. 
Bill faith. Cosby. Yeah. Yes, he is. Beloved. I'm kind of in denial about the whole thing. You don't want to believe. I don't want to believe it. I don't. I don't think that it's. I, I'm not. I don't deny it. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's true. I mean, it's tricky. I mean, when anyone has their own show and is that successful, you, I'm sure, just become a megalomaniac and don't think the rules apply to you anymore, kind yeah. of thing. And there's pro- probably so many women throwing themselves at him anyway. You know, I'm not excusing any of his behavior, but yeah. you know, it's interesting to see some of my friends who are. Comedians go through that kind of ascent, and you're just like, oh, this could get ugly. Well, yeah, you know, comedian is a great way to look at it because for years you're spent, you know, living hand to mouth. Yes, you know, struggling. struggling. You go to Iowa for a $600 middle job. $600? <laughs> what? Well, they're doing to middle? Well. <laughs> they're doing 100 well maybe. Now, uh, and I was talking a week. But, oh, okay. you know, but if you look at it and then suddenly something good happens for you like yeah. that, it is like the world has changed. The know? world has changed. And, you know, I, I, in my limited experience of it, having all of a sudden going from a struggling comedian to and having to work for every nickel, every dime, every break. Um, and then all of a sudden you're the boss of 200 people. Right. And you have 200 people whose only job is to listen to anything you say and you're kind of feeling like God or something like people are bringing you coffees and they're like driving you of drivers. I mean, it's very bizarre and mm-hmm. it's very like a cataclysmic change. You know, all of a sudden no one's ever done anything for you before. And then all of a sudden everybody's at your beck and call is psychologically, I'm sure, very tricky. Again, not excusing any of his behavior, but I think you probably get a sense of like invincibility a little yeah. bit. He thinks he can. The rules don't apply to him anymore. Well, there's always the like celebrity asshole thing that you become yeah. an asshole. Yeah. For like a year or two until you can straighten it out. And then it's up to you to to decide, do I want to be an asshole for the rest of my life? Yeah. Or do I want to? A lot of people say celebrity is like alcohol. Like it really just brings out who you really are. That's right. Or who you've always been, you know? And it's sort of like, you know, most people that I know when they get famous, they just kind of their shadow comes out, you know? And I know a lot of people who were, you know, Chelsea Handler, who I love and is like a sister to me. I mean, she was like this way before she was famous. She has not changed at all. She just has a bigger house. Well, you know, she, you know, she's always been rough and bitchy and honest and yeah, funny. Luckily for her, the alcohol was like celebrity very early exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> she had so much experience with alcohol. She was already. Yeah. Well, I would. I. I. Be, I hope alcohol isn't who we. Re- you know, like that. Yeah, person. Well, I don't know. I think yeah. it's. Do you think that it's like your secret side comes out or just who you really are is amplified? I don't know. Well, I guess the filter is off, right? The filter yes. is off. The you filter's know? off, or for me, just the voices quiet down. Yeah, I think that's more what it is for me when I drink. Just mm-hmm. like I'm able to be kind of more present and less like self conscious or insecure, like all those kind of little voices. So go it's away. still a tool for you. It's still a tool for me. I don't, like a social tool. Yeah, I mean, I don't really drink that much because at least not when I'm working and I do stand up most nights. So mm-hmm. I don't ever drink when I work, which I think is something that's changing. I'm sure you've interviewed a lot of comedians yeah. in the 80s, 90s. And when I first started doing stand up, which was probably like eight, nine years ago, like everyone, it was all about drinking on stage. You're drinking your shit mm-hmm. face. I mean, people were dying. Um, everyone was, a, a you know, doing drugs and cocaine. Now there's I think so many people have died that, you know, this new generation of comedians, 
everyone's like vegan. Everyone does yoga. Like everyone's like in therapy. So it's like this healthier generation of well, comedians. See, I also maybe have, not as funny, but we're healthier. I have this other theory too. Is like before, let's say the eighties. Yeah, there was no such thing as a comedy nerd. You were really talking about street corner guys who took that to the stage. They were street guys. Yeah, uh, and that's why there would be very few women. But after they had DVDs and you could sit around and yeah, study yeah, comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you would do, you know, but, but for the original guys, it was like, you're such a funny dude. You ought to do something with it. But I think a lot of quiet people have decided I'm going to work on mm-hmm. being a comedian. Yeah. I'm going to work on being funny. And that's the generation. Well, that that's we're interesting you say that because now comedy is so dangerous. Like it's such a, you know, I would say it's like part art part sport right it's a very incredibly um uh sort of acrimonious environment it's it's there's a lot of you know the way that we use the terms that we use to describe doing well there's no accident that's i killed i murdered i annihilated i destroyed and if you don't do well you bombed i mean it's just very violent vernacular because it is it's you're on stage it's you against the crowd it's not it's a very adversarial relationship in the beginning and then it turns into a very intimate relationship but it's drunk people who are like, you know, really want their fucking money to, you know, get their money's worth. Yeah. They don't like you. They can yell at you. They're drinking. I mean, it's it's very violent. So that makes a lot of sense that it was conducive to street people in the 80s. Yeah. But then I think once it got safer with like YouTube and little UCB comedy, it got, you know, less like weaker people could do it, basically. Yeah. More more vulnerable people. But they also came at it from a different thought you know like they came into it there's a lot of people who start comedy now who go i'm not going to do it in the old kind of improv catch a start you know yeah 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 you know i'm i'm going to look at anti-comedy and and people never thought that yeah 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 um but also you know when you're saying they were just bombing and they were like you know what maybe i'll just (laughs) call this anti-com i'll call this alt comedy (laughs) well there has always been comedians who love to walk the room you know what i mean yeah yeah that you would throw a comic up they would throw larry david said he would do that yeah uh larry david uh larry david is an interesting guy because if he there was only like one big wave that he caught Mm -hmm. in his life but that wave he's been riding now you know for like 30 years you know yeah there's never been you know there was a long downtime where he was unacceptable but when he caught it well it's also finding your thing so it's like a lot of people aren't meant to be showrunners a lot of people aren't meant a lot of people that start out as comedians like Matthew Weiner who you know runs Mad Men he started as a stand up Michael Patrick King who did Sex and the City and the comeback like he started as a stand up sometimes it's like you're a funny person you have this energy but stand up's not the perfect match for right. you and you should either be a show and I think Larry David is one of those yeah. guys where all of a sudden he's a showrunner and like that and a writer and that was kind of his perfect man could you imagine just the, the total stress of that though of knowing at this thing especially what can happen on TV so knowing once this thing gets up can you keep it up there you know like it's a just, show yeah the show oh, thing it's it just, unbelievably just stressful seems brutal it's, it's horrible just brutal and it's really funny that there are shows that I'll, I'll, I'll think back Back on as if they were successful, but then you look back and they were like three years. Most like, shows are like, failures, and yeah. the the reason syndication is so important because every syndicated show pays for all the failures, and so there's every show's a failure. If yeah. it doesn't syndicate, it's a financial failure. Yeah. So shows like Friends and Seinfeld they pay for all the 
name the 10 shows that are on right. TV this year. I don't even know. Um, and so that's why syndication is so important, but it's getting scarier because less and less things are getting syndicated right now because of the internet and iTunes and there's less multicam shows and those are the only ones that syndicate right. well. So right now TV is a, literally, we're about to watch it implode. Um, and it's scary. It's a scary time, which is why I'm kind of taking some time off from TV until the dust settles. What do you, where do you think it's going to go though? Do you think it's, I mean, it's interesting. I think it's going to start being like, you know, subscription service stuff yeah. like Amazon and, uh, you know, Netflix, but their Netflix is tricky because although I love Netflix and their programming is amazing, um, and they're doing interesting things, they're not releasing their numbers. So we don't know. We right. don't really know, you know, although, but I'm also the first person to say Nielsen numbers aren't accurate. You know, when I was doing a TV show on NBC, they called me with the Nielsen ratings. I'm right. like, what? Like people don't watch TV when it comes out now. And I think they, they watch it. They're everyone's like, a, I, I equate it to like, everyone thinks they're like a king where they're like, I'll watch it when I want to watch it. Like yeah. on Sunday, you bring your shows to me and I want to watch four at a time. You know, it's like people are very bratty. It used to be like they gather in front of the TV to watch Mary Tyler Moore or whatever. And it was like an event. Now it's yeah. like, I'll watch it when I get to it on, on a plane. I'll watch it on a plane. All this amazing content. I think the the victory is a show like The Comeback, which the H, which HBO just picked up a second season of mm-hmm. nine, nine years later. So I think you can do one season of a show, five years, people discover it, follow it, and then it comes back five years later, like Arrested Development, stuff like that. I well, think- Ricky Gervais makes a point of, I'm not going to beat this show into the ground, and yet it never really goes away. Yeah. You know, that character lives on yeah but you know they looked at tv so much differently than 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 we do but it's it's really weird too like you said things being pushed around to not have that moment where everybody knows what the joke was on mary tyler moore yeah i mean like that you could say here's something um, seinfeld was probably the last show like that where everybody would say you know yada 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 the following day yeah yeah the last i mean and seinfeld still now interestingly because everybody always is like oh multicams suck and multicams aren't seinfeld is still one of the most watch shows in syndicate i mean yeah. people watch seinfeld reruns more than they watch a blank blank new show original yeah you know so it's still just as relevant than ever which annoys me when people say that multicams are you know outdated or not in vogue but um yeah i think you're right i was asking someone about that the other day someone in the business i was like what's the last show that caught fire what's the last show that became one of those sort of like cultural zeitgeisty yeah that made vernacular and catchphrases and um yeah it was probably that mate friends i mean had something yeah. you know became part of our had the hair everyone had the haircut you know Jennifer Anderson's haircut and stuff but but you're right it's a crazy time I mean Breaking Bad has become kind of a cultural lost dramas but I I, yeah. I think more in terms of comedies I think dramas have done it I agree but you know even in Breaking Bad never it wasn't like um, somebody like the Beatles going on Ed Sullivan right right and right right by the next day yeah everybody had these opinions older people hate them younger well, there people were three five channels there were four channels yeah you know now there's seven thousand channels you know there's I think there's just more to watch which is great we're seeing like a democratization but I think this is a good thing, especially for entertainers. It's like you don't have to be a household name to be an entertainer anymore, which right. is cool. You can do like a small show on Amazon and shoot 10 episodes a year and make really good stuff. It's almost like um, TV is going to become more like movies, like in that you shoot everything like a movie. So like Transparent is the show that's on a- Amazon that is really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's almost shot like a movie. You know, it's like you can watch all of them at once and their schedule is as such. And the actors are not going to all of a sudden like not be able to get through the airport because they're so famous. 
famous, you know, but they get to do good work. You don't have to be a celebrity anymore to be an artist, which I really like. And yet, I do think you do need that. I do think you need some kind of a Johnny Carson yeah. for a for people. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to be one culture, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. We do have to know what everybody in the culture is somewhat right, right. valuing. Yeah, you know? like what's the... Com- I mean, I think Jimmy Fallon has done a really good job of making TV relevant, but the way people watch it now is like clips the next morning. Exactly. So I find people watch The Tonight Show. It should be called The Tomorrow Morning in your inbox show because people watch it in clips. Like, did you see what, you know, Julia Roberts was playing ping pong? last night or whatever it was you know mm-hmm. he's made um an imperative to watch television which right now is only sports sports is what's keeping television alive essentially mm-hmm. so i think that will always do that and then these um shows like the voice and competition shows you know those are really what are making television relevant well in the case of even jimmy he's probably got like one tenth of what johnny carson had i mean of that's course. how of you know course. much bigger was now sports when we say sports what we really mean is football football there's yes. one yes, thing that yes, w- you know we're down to that point where we've kind of devalued the other sports yeah and we're overvaluing football it's football and which lot- is football's in a tricky place because who knows what's gonna i mean what happens when football goes away which inevitably something's gonna happen like yeah. it's gonna hit its breaking point soon i you know i always say like you know with this concussion stuff like something's gonna yeah. go down like they're already it's already a nightmare it's already a pr nightmare you know i remember when they were um i guess it was maybe like two years ago when all the teams were wearing the pink ribbons for right. breast cancer there's so many cancers breast cancer trust <laughs> yeah. me as a woman with breasts like is very important to me you know parents and um aunts and uncle aunts aunts not uncles who have dealt with it but aunts who have dealt with it like uh obviously it's important to me but i'm like uh oh like this is they're trying to get women they're really doing a lot of damage control right now and i think what it's going to take is a white person breaking his neck on the field that's probably what it'll have to come to for them we're very close to it too it has to a black guy no one's you know like we're just so racist that it's like all these black guys you see them getting hit they go down they go to sleep and no one cares as soon as tom brady is out for 10 seconds, that's when everyone's going to be like, Ugh. That'll be the frightening thing. If and we see Peyton when, die on the field. Can you imagine yeah. a day where football is... I think it's going to be like smoking 50 years ago or some gladiator shows. We're going to be like, can boxing, you believe... Boxing, when I was a kid, boxing. you couldn't be bigger than boxing. Yes. And boxing is actually more violent than MMA, people don't even know, and then yeah. in terms of how many concussions. So boxing is still pretty brutal. Uh, but you were talking about when it happens with a, a white person. I think it's really funny that with Tim Tebow, yeah. no one has seen how many black guys pray during the game. <laughs> That's so s- funny. It's so invisible. That's so true. You know? They're all like, I'd like to thank God. <laughs> yeah. And then Tim <laughs> Tebow prays one time, and it's like a fucking thing. Yeah, and it's like, oh my God, what a role model. That's so what funny. He's on a model. Kellogg's box. He's yeah. like got armbands. He's got yeah. a, he's got endorsement deals. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's interesting. But do that, you think, are you a sports guy? Yeah, I like sports. Why Do you think he's not playing because of his his religious beliefs no. or is he just not good enough he's just not a quarterback it's a I see. it's such a precise skill yeah to pull off that by the time the the amount of thinking you have to think like a like a like a jet pilot like to be m- one of the best right? Math, right you have to see something that happens in 1.3 and then you have to have great eyesight you never see those guys with glasses or and, and the way that you move left to right it's really the fact of the matter is there's like five great quarterbacks because it's that's how rare it is out yeah, of yeah. 30 million people but we're so the way we are as fans you're like what he missed that guy oh that's how my favorite you... one guys like oh dude like yeah. watching dude tom brady you suck yeah 
Like, I'm pretty sure Tom Brady doesn't suck. I'm pretty sure you suck at football. I'm pretty sure that, like... First of all, I watch it with people who suck at their regular jobs. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, the thing you get paid for, you right. suck at. Like, he gets paid $20 million a year. I'm pretty sure he doesn't suck. Right. Pretty sure he's pretty good at football. But there is a thing, and you know from being in the city of Philadelphia, where people love to... Eagles, dude. They, they there, isn't there a jail underneath rip. the stadium? Yeah, they've kind of gotten rid of that as they got the new stadium and they have richer people going right. to the game, which, by the way, th- this is another thing that changed. If you go to a football game, it is a TV set now. You know what wow, I mean? It's, yes. You're just waiting for the cameras. Camera, the cameras wow. move away. And I think they're going to make these things smaller and smaller rather than bigger. I'm surprised they don't have GoPros on the athletes' heads and shit now. The, the, I mean, we're we're probably there? a year away. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. They've got them spinning over their heads and stuff. I mean, football is, here's the trick about it, it's religion. It's really just the it's same thing. It's religion. I mean, it's like, how do you mess with that? And I know I was watching, like, I kind of got into football a little bit, like, a couple years ago. And just in terms of watching it and being like, what is the big deal? I really do it, like, for jokes and to try to write, like, anything that people are interested in, I mm-hmm. have to be able to think about. And I remember watching, I, it was like, maybe it was like Auburn. It was like a college Auburn. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are those? Te- Alabama. Alabama. There's yeah. that intense rivalry. Massive. You know, I had seen Friday Night Light. I was like, kind of getting... I knew it. And then I watched some other game. The guy where he caught what was that? The the God. This is gonna sound bad. The whatever. Remember that guy that caught it? The, the catch. The and then he made that horrible speech that where he was like crazy with Aaron Andrews. Oh yeah. He's like you, uh, um, that game. Yeah. He caught like some amazing interception or whatever. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, this is what TV has to be able to compete with. It's content. It's emotional. It's these physical marvels. It's these guys came from nothing. Like all this brotherhood. Like these guys could break their necks at any second. I mean, it's so intense. Like that's you get. I was emotional. I was crying. They cut to this woman, this guy's mom, and the sister had just died. And I was just like, you really can't compete with this. Well, it's it's pretend warfare. You know, pretend warfare. And the reason why too, it's in in that case of our town will whip your town's ass. It goes back. There's pride, the there's brotherhood, states. there's, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you rise above what humans can do. You're yes. bigger. You've now entered the gods. Yes. But we go through so many games now that we no longer have the gods. Like, Babe Ruth was a god for generations. Yeah. But I don't think that you could sit around and say to the kids, you know who Reggie Jackson was or Joe Namath, because they, they have so much coming at them. Well, now it's the opposite. These guys yeah. are criminals, and yeah. it's really hard. I mean, as a woman, like, I mean, I, I can fully say that if I have a, had a kid, I wouldn't let them play football because of sure. the um, concussion thing. Lacrosse, soccer, there's plenty of other things to do. I know tons of parents who are taking their kids out of football because it's like, if you're not going to go to the NFL, what's the point of banging your head up and getting this thing? You know, it's like, you're not going to make... 50- well, like being in the Army, why would you go unless you had to? Yes. You know? Yes. So it's like, I understand the benefits of a sport like that, but mm-hmm. I feel like you can get the benefits from another sport. And um, watching football as a woman, it's really hard to be able to be like, let kids just watch a football game with all these guys and you know coming out with beating their wives yeah, and you certainly don't allow it's tricky kids. like these are where are the role models you know like yeah. i watched the did you see the lance armstrong documentary by it, any chance yeah. i loved it because it was like so interesting like it was such a testament to how few role models we have anymore i mean growing up we had michael jordan and we had like all these like they were like you said gods and now i mean who's there's literally i think tom brady might be the only one who's the sports heroes but even in the case of that maybe those guys never were you know like well, michael jackson's of yeah. disgusting uh, right. michael jackson sorry 
who was that? Michael Jordan. Yeah. I'm being so racist. Um, Michael Jordan. Like now as an adult, I know that he's like disgusting right. <laughs> and like cheats on his wife constantly. But, so it's like, yeah, all the, the mighty have fallen. But for kids, like I had Wheaties boxes with ice skaters and, you know, soccer players and all these people. But now it's like, you know, that part in the, the Lance Armstrong documentary was so interesting because people were like, had a hero, had someone to look up to. But see, that was the thing. The original sports writers lied to Mickey Mantle was a great guy and he was, a, you know, he was an alcoholic yeah. and, you know, abusive. And that's, but the, the, but the story has always been carny. Anytime that someone's yeah. telling you any story to feel good about, it's, Disney. It's just the chance yeah. to, to to bring emotion out of you. Yeah. It's not reality. Yeah. It very rarely. They're performers, essentially. Yeah. They're entertainers. Yeah. And the same thing could be said of politicians. Like, what do I have to do to move the audience? Yeah. But it's never or rarely real. There was, um, uh, I guess it was um, uh, Floyd Mayweather was on. Maybe it was Howard or something. He was giving an interview. I don't know what it was. And someone was like, he was Instagramming photos of like his nine Bentleys or something, mm-hmm. like nine like white Bentleys. And someone's like, are those really your cars? Like, do you collect cars? Or like, was trying to like get some kind of like cerebral, like explanation, motivation for having all these cars. And he took a beat and he just went, I'm an entertainer. Yeah. Like he posts these photos of cars because people want to see that he's got cars and women. And like, he's just like, he's 24 seven, just per- has brand, this the brand, facade, the brand, the brand. And, the, and of course the corporations are behind like, he's that. Like, the- I don't drive those cars. Yeah. I, like, I don't even know if they're mine. Like, it's right. just like, I'm an entertainer. This is the, you know, the persona I need to project. But wouldn't you, if you own that corporation, give a Bentley out to a rapper, you know what I mean? Knowing yeah. that the kids are going to think overspending. There was that other documentary where half the football players are lost their money broke lost their money broke because they got to make it rain for three years yes yes also when you get that amount of money it's like cartoon money when you go from having like i was saying like when you go from nothing to having 200 employees the same thing when you go from having no money to a ton of money it probably just feels like monopoly money yeah like you know i am so nervous with money because i didn't have any and now i've earned every dollar and so i take it also when someone just gives it to you you know, yeah, it's like Coke dealers are never really. Yeah, it's like I can't imagine money. having any appreciation for it. You yeah. know, it's like I've loaned family members money who have no money. And if I give them two thousand dollars, it will be gone the next day. And I'm like, what are you spending on my dad? I swear to God. He goes, oh, I had to buy an engagement ring. I'm like, you're broke. But if you get if he had earned that two thousand dollars, he yeah. never would have spent it on an engagement ring. He would have gone to the grocery store. He would have paid his bills. But if he yeah. just gets a check in the mail, he's going to just waste it. Uh, Whitney Cummings, thank you so much for was coming. Was this supposed to be funny? Yeah, this was funny to oh, me. I was I laughing like my ass off. This is not funny at all. You haven't laughed once. Don't lie to my face. Well, I was here. Did you want? I've been laughing. She's now laughing. Trying. Okay, but I, I could have gave you the you know the plight you know laughter. It's just I thought it was a very interesting you're conversation. Interest- I just think you're super interesting. Yeah. Well, I feel I, like we just went like on a date. Well, that's all but the good stuff. That's what we did. <laughs> Everything but the good stuff. Whitney is part of Lipstick and will be performing at the Venetian in Las Vegas. None of Vegas. that's right. So basically... Yeah. None of it is right? <laughs> no, it's not wrong. It's yeah. like, it's basically in, it's Lipstick yeah. is the like, whatever. The point is I'm in Vegas uh, the day after Thanksgiving and the day after New Year's. Just come so I can stop doing press. See you next time coming through. You're awesome, dude. Thank Bye. you. That was great.
She's pretty cool, huh? She is pretty cool. Yeah. We went round and round there. Tried to figure out everything for the world, then she remembered that she was a comedian at the end of it. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> Just talking about television. Uh, personally, I don't... By the way, I gotta get the air back on, because I know we, we put it at, at girl level. Yeah. We were trying to figure this out. Why did... Uh, what? Yeah, Fez uh, popped up when they come in because they complain. But girls have a, a a different thing than men where they need to be warmer than us. Do we run hotter? Is that possible? Cat doctor, do you yeah. know that if it's possible that we run hotter than women? I'm going to guess that men have higher iron in their blood. All right. And that women have low iron levels. I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. And I'm going to say I'm 100% correct. I had to figure out what the lipstick is. I know there's a Lonnie Love article up on the iBang today where she talks about that. Some women love being part of it. And, you know, I saw Whitney was just like, don't. I'm just playing Vegas. Although I don't have the day after New Year's Eve that she brought up. Um, let's see this. This says... Hicks just said that Shelby never listens to me and that he hasn't talked to Shelby in two months. I'm just saying it's not possible for both those statements to be true. Hicks is a liar. Do not trust him. I stopped talking to him because he stopped listening to me. There. Now that person looks silly. Well, now because of that, you didn't get the call that the on demand never got done. Yeah. Yeah, man. Where are you going with? Nowhere. I don't know why I took my headphones. You look like you quit there for a second. I'm like, he just retired. Um, Your mics are on. Our mics aren't on? Our mics are on. Our mics, Fez's wasn't. Fez's mic oh. wasn't on. Okay. That's what I meant. Sorry. You said our, your mics aren't on? Yeah, if I thought if Fez said... I meant to say my mic. So you get... You're like a cat, except for you think that everybody here is Hicks. Yes. You're in a place today, huh? Yeah. I like that Whitney Cummings a lot, though. She was fantastic. Thank you, Fez. Um, it's the Ron and Fez show coming up in just a little bit. We're going to be doing comedy news. And um, boy, don't we like those kids now. They're on top of it. They're covering the waterfront. If they get married and have a baby, we'll be the happiest people alive. Even if they don't get married and just have a baby, I'd mm -mm. still be pretty happy. I'll be like Fez's mom. No. I will not love that bastard child. I would love it. Like, bastard child, you're with me. Oh, bastard child, oh, <laughs> oh bastard, bastard child. child. Your parents never <laughs> married. You don't have your dad's last name. Laurie. I, I used to uh, work with a guy. Uh, yeah, that's right. I worked with guys before, Whoa. before I came here. Um, and he told me, he grew up in the 1950s, and his parents weren't together. And he claims that other children were not allowed to play with him in his neighborhood. That, that divorce was so 
outside of what was acceptable. So you got shunned, you got excommunicated from the neighborhood? Yeah, I don't know why you would blame it on the child. I guess the feeling was that that woman might steal men. You know what I mean? Like she might steal the men away, so don't let her in. And that leads to more divorces. More D. More divorces, more D. Um, But I don't know. I don't know how that could even be true, but he swore that it was. Now, all Catholic, like it was Catholics and the regular and other Christians, right? They both hated. Did you just divorce. say regular? Like regular Christians? Like Catholics are the the first Christians, and then there's the sh- offshoot Christians. Your Lutherans, they hate divorce as much as Catholics do. Because mm. my grandmother hated it. What was she? She a proddy? No, she's Catholic. She was Catholic. Well, the she Catholics hated. at one point weren't even allowed to uh, get. Uh, married. Uh, I like that people wrote to Whitney Cummings uh, because she was upset uh, that she didn't feel like she was funny enough. So maybe we'll even do like a first responders and uh, give something out there. Uh, Chris, go into your, or or even Fez, go in and pick out a real nice surprise for, for uh, first responders for Whitney Cummings, but um, it's at Whitney Cummings. Okay, you know we'll have it up on the tweets. Um, but the fact that she thought that she wasn't being funny enough because I thought she was incredibly interesting. Um, do you know what it reminded me of? What's that? Me and Fez talking. Yeah, she, we had that thing. You know what I mean? Was- Going from one topic to the next. <coughs> Spinning up, rolling down. I was trying to think what I was watching. Yeah. You know, you turn that back on, and yeah, there's dust it's... in those vents. All we got is dust in our vents. All this shit is dust in our vents. <laughs> I can't breathe. The shit in the vents, it's all coming down. But yeah, I think somebody needs to get up there with a fucking mopine and just, you know what I mean? Do a little dusting. Give it a wipe down. Give it a nice, sweet wipe down. Or maybe get a shop vac up there. <clears throat> it's terrible. I wonder why it's just coming down on me or because you smoke so much. Uh, men have higher iron levels, so they are warmer. Dear baby Jesus, he is an idiot. How is that? I, look, it's what it is. Uh, Andrew, you're on the Ronnie Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, have you ever watched Two Broke Girls? Because that show's on at 8.30, and they get away with a lot of stuff. There's at least 10 jokes about Kat Denning's tits and about sucking a guy off. Well, first of all, I don't know how you could do a show and not bring up Kat's uh, <laughs> tits because they're spectacular. And I'm saying this in the age of the ass. Uh, you know, so I'm coming from a whole different dire- direction than you hip-hoppers could understand. But they've done away with Family Hour. Family Hour doesn't uh, mean anything anymore. When I was younger, uh, like you couldn't put on the more adult comedies till later at night. You know, and that's why we had... Cosby, those type of shows, um, yeah. family ties. Like the family had to get together and do something. Now they just like they'll regulate all family programs to like a channel, and they'll just be that channel, like ABC Family. It's all like family. Programs. Does anyone watch ABC Family? Though I, I never know what's on there. I've seen it on the on the screen. I never watched the Disney Channel too, and I think like little kids are going to. And I mean, these aren't like 
talking ponies or anything, but there's always a lot of shows about twins, you know, like twins doing stuff. Sometimes I'll put on one of those Disney Channel shows to see how crazy they are. Oh, okay. People are uh, writing nice things to Whitney Cummings. Uh, we'll make sure. Um, well, John said to her, funniest appearance on Run Fez ever. We were talking about doing this for next week. And tell me if it's a crazy idea, Chris. But if we do like a first blood show, it's like people that we just met the first time. Like, wouldn't it be interesting to have Big J the first time we ever talked to Big J? Because he was a listener of ours, but we didn't really know him the first time we had brought him in. Now, it just feels like we've always been buddies, but you go back to those first moments. So, um, you know, we'll do some kind of uh, feels like the first time week. Is that more work for you? No, it's not more work Shit, then I don't want to do that. I want to come up with something <laughs> that makes you work right through the holidays. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And first recon- uh, responders at Whitney Cummings, because she was terrific. But I felt... Uh, a little bad that she went, I wasn't funny. I didn't come in here doing a bunch of jokes. She needs some love. I thought she was spectacular. I love the TV you know? talk. Didn't? Am I crazy that it was like me and Fez? It, that fucking rhythm that we get into? I was trying to place it when I was listening. Yeah. And I was like, you nailed it. Yeah, it's a Ron yeah. Fez thing. She's like my girl Fez now. <clears throat> See, now that you've had it on for a couple minutes, that feels like it's blown the dust out. So that dust might not even be wipeable. It might be deeper up there. You know oh, what I mean? God. Like the dust might gather All right. and as it comes down. So it's another part of the building. Yeah, it's a deep dust. You might have to get into like that Star Wars fucking room <laughs> where the snake, the monster yeah. snake was flapping around. The compactor. Did that snake have a name? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, if I named it, it would be Freddy. <laughs> Freddy the Death Star Snake. Um, here's uh, Dan. Dan in Michigan. You're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron. I just wanted to ask you if it was just like kind of the moment in the conversation or if you truly honestly believe that only people that without options, no other options, join the Army? Well, I think that, uh, obviously all different kinds of people join the Army for different reasons. But if you look at the amount of people, and it's not just true of all our Army, but any army, the poorer people are going to join because it's a way out of that poverty. Well, it's true, but I mean, look at all the shitbags that don't join the army. Do you think they have great options? No, but it's the people that say, I want to do better for myself. Yeah, sure. I understand, but you're not going to have a a kid whose father is a doctor is not going to have the thought of, I want to do better for myself. He is someone to assist. Look how many people go to West Point that come from wealthy families. My buddy, I had lots of buddies. There's a really big difference between the officers' training, and I agree with you 100% that if they thought that they have that kind of career, and I'm not saying it's 100%, but I'm saying it's the majority. And always well, really kind of, it, 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 I mean, I, Ron, I think you're a great guy, but it really diminishes uh, what people do and the sacrifice. My, my family, generations of men have joined the military and served in war. And, you know, I'm, I'm a college graduate, so is everybody in my family. 
I don't doubt that you're telling the exact truth, and that's why I'm not saying it's 100%. But I'm saying across the board, a lot of people, if you go to them and say, why are you joining the military? It's to have a better future because of where they're from. And and I I don't even think it diminishes that choice that they've made. But But the fact of the matter is, even, let's say Vietnam when there was a draft, right? More poor yeah. people were going than richer people. Now that it's an all-volunteer uh, army, more poor people go than richer people. That doesn't yeah. mean 100% in any direction. Right, but when you say, the, why would you ever join unless you could do anything else? That's And when you say across the board... Another point I, I never said that. Hearing, what what I point. said is, uh, the fact of the matter is, rich parents would not want their children to be boxers or join the army. They would look for better options for their kids' safety. That's just a fact, Dan, and it's not taken away from anything else. Okay, well, that's fine. But I want, to, if I can take 30, 10 seconds to say one more thing. I want to point out to everybody listening that everybody that is serving the military... After 2005, all volunteered during wartime. And so when people act as if the soldiers are victims and somehow everybody knows they're getting into, these are these people are putting their lives on the line and nobody was bamboozled into joining the military. And uh, I, it, I it sounds like you're a fucking recruiter right now, Dan. I'm not. I'm a sales guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're coming across as a salesman. The, the fact of the matter is, I don't run into anyone who says anything bad about the military. All you're going to do is turn on the TV. I will say this. They're not there for those guys when they come back in the way they should be. And I think. Oh, really? How much money did uh, Wounded Warriors re- receive last year? I, I would say across the board, we're still looking at people who suffer the things more than the people who send them into the war. And and I, I think both parties would agree with that. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Lou, Lou, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I just want, I wanted to say that most of the kids I went to high school with that ended up in the military were all the kids that got bad grades and fucked up all the time, and they were kind of kids that they, they didn't do anything for themselves in the first place. Well, I don't know how old you are, but it's not as easy to get into the military as it used to be. You know, I'm only uh, 33, so this was not that long ago. All right, so you so you were saying it was people without options. Again, people do um, go in for all different ways, and I I can't believe that that one small part of it got pulled off in that direction. But quite frankly. It, it it came like from an NFL thing. You'd rather your kid didn't do something physical and dangerous if they could help it, whether it was boxing, football. Now, again, that doesn't mean that there's not rich guys that don't dream that their kids are going to be football players. They do. But I'm saying across the board, all you've got to do is watch the NFL draft day to see these kids and their families in tears because they know the whole family's life has changed. Not as bad as Whitney's dad running out with that two G's and buying uh, a diamond ring for his girlfriend. He needed it. Um, let's go over here to Randy. Randy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie, I just want to give a little bit of love out to uh, uh, Whitney Cummins. Yeah. And I want to give the accolades to you for being a very 
very good interviewer and proven that you don't have to be funny as a comedian to give a good interview. Look, I, 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 I do wish that if Fez would get about half as involved in some of these things like you are with the interviews, it would be a lot better show. I'll try to get more involved. I appreciate that. But, I mean, it's a good show. It's a really good show. I listen to it every day. But if you could get more involved in the, in the show itself, I, I don't know if the rest of the viewers or, or listeners uh, appreciate that as much, but you're not getting involved. It, it kind of brings the show down a little bit, and, and Ronnie's been trying to bring you into it. I understand. Thank you. So you got you upset now? No, I was upset to begin with, so... Is there something you wanted to jump in with Whitney and say? No. And that whole time, there wasn't one thing that you would like to talk about? Nothing she brought up? Um, the pen thing? The pen thing, uh, the television stuff was interesting, how we're going to services. <laughs> That's true. That's very interesting. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Tom. Tom, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ron. Big ass card, 5298. All right, buddy. Okay. okay, two things. First, the thing about uh, women being colder than men. Generally speaking, on average, men are larger than women, women are smaller. And with mammals, the greater your body mass you have, the longer you retain heat. So. Men get warm and stay warmer longer than women. Women, because they're smaller. That makes sense. Mm. That makes sense. You know, here in the city, you're always seeing, like, a guy walking around, like, just a suit. But you'll never see, like, on a day like this, but you'll never see a woman walking down the street in just a dress. See, there's bundle up. See, I figured it was the iron thing. Why do women even wear dresses in the winter? You know? They wear long dresses, but I think they have tights underneath it. Do you think you could walk around all day in a long dress? I saw like, a woman today in a long dress. I'm asking you, motherfucker. Could you walk around in no, a long dress? No. You're not Fez. Pay attention to what I'm, I'm bringing up here. I don't mean to fucking pull you into this, and I know you're having a dense day, but I'm just trying to make some fucking conversation with you. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. Um, I just to comment about the previous caller when you mentioned that the government wasn't there when the guys came home from the war. And he says, oh, well, what about Wounded Warriors? Uh, Wounded Warriors, I believe, is a charitable organization. It is, but see, here's the thing. I wasn't even talking about that, but I think that these guys should be uh, acclimated back into society. You still read about a lot of problems that people have, and I think... uh, I think it's I think it's a bill that this country. I'm talking about the citizens. I don't want to get into the each oh, part. No, 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 no. I think we I'm owe it to you. Them. You know, I'm agreeing with you 100. percent No, I know you are. When, I know you are. I, I just wanted to mention that when when you said that there's not enough for them when they get back, and he brings up wounded warriors. Wounded warriors was made because there's not enough when they come back. I don't know if the guy, you know, I, I sure didn't mean to, to push the guy in the wrong way. I wasn't trying to take a slap at the military. But I think if you look at the numbers, people that have less are more likely to make that choice. And most of them will tell you it's a good choice, that they made it. and helped get them out of, you know, the inner city or bumfuck. Right now we have a lot of um, Latin kids. Um, they 
you know, they're looking for that leg up that they can get. Here's Josh in Illinois. Hi, yeah. Um, I wanted to add on to what that one caller said about uh, Fez uh, talking uh, a little bit more and adding to the show. I listen to the show every single day, and, you know, I really love the, your guys' content and such. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a newer listener, and when I was listening, you know, Shelby and Fez, they kind of have similar voices. And for the longest time, I thought Shelby was Fez and Fez was Shelby. Because they, Shelby actually seems to talk a lot more than Rhonda, or than Fez does. And Ron, not only do they have similar voices, their personalities are crazy similar. It's insane to me. Yeah. It's, they've, they've become one. It's really weird. I asked Shelby yesterday if I could talk to his mom, and he doesn't want me to. Not that we would say anything bad. I'm saying to people who are concerned about him right now. Sure. I guess he didn't just... <laughs> if you're, you're, you should, Shelby should learn to take some help or recognize... Recognize that people want the best for him. That there's concern for him. Yeah. Again, that's the... That's the normal thing people would do for each other. That's the blowing off thing that I've had a fucking problem with. They say, no, it's okay. Well, you should understand that fucking people give a shit and want to fucking help you. Why are you angry about it? <laughs> because I've... I, for, you see, from, that's, for mundane things or just... Or, or, uh, I'm going to guess what you said there. I'm going to say you said mundane things? Mundane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the word I was trying to push out of my mouth. He'll just blow you off for any for any anything. It doesn't matter what it is. From something like, "Hey, we think you're fucked up," or whatever. Let's call you. Someone should fucking talk to you. To hey, make sure this spot block is loaded, which is it's fucking cra- everything. Any communication he doesn't like. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. And isn't that like Fez? That if you say, "Oh, this thing you uh, you did," I don't. If you give even the slightest criticism, or even beyond criticism, just opinion, like I disagree. He falls apart. It's a shutdown. Moment. Yeah. And by the way, when someone gives you an opinion, it doesn't mean that they're right. They just have a different opinion with you. When it comes to this kind of stuff, it's always subjective. I would tell you a lot of things that people think are funny. I don't think is funny, but it doesn't mean that they shouldn't go out and do it. I don't think Carrot Top ought to drop the fucking props and just try to... <laughs> Work fucking monologues. Get your writing down, Carrot. I guess people call him Carrot. Carrot or Car? <laughs> that they can't call him Car because everyone's name is called Carry Top. Maybe they call him Top. All right, that, that's pretty good. Or Top, maybe Top Cat. No, you're not. You're making it longer rather than shorter. <laughs> um, Joe, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron, you're yelling at uh, Chris and saying that he screwed up, he's not listening to you, and you said, you're not Fez. I want to know if Fez is offended by that. Oh, Jesus. Everything got so inside. <laughs> I was having such a nice time earlier with uh, Miss Cummings. At Whitney Cummings on Twitter to, uh, for the first responders. Great prize we have to give out. What's that? For the holidays, it's Home for the Holidays on DVD, signed by Miss Holly Hunter. Jesus, that's wow, too good. It's a really good prize. I'd love to have that prize for myself. All right, let's read some of these. Uh, 
Jimmy Tamman said, just realized that Fez and I have something in common. We're both. Now fill in the blank, Fez. I just realized that Fez and I have something in common. We're both. Anxious. Chris. Pill eaters. Shelby. Gay. It's impromptu match game. And I'll just say, none of you has matched. This was his thing. Just realized Fez and I have something in common. We're both Ron and Fez listeners. <laughs> impromptu match game. <laughs> Um, let's go over here to David. David, you're on the Ron and Fez show. First off, that was a hilarious joke with the match game and the Ron and Fez listener. But I want to say that I love Shelby on the air. Shelby and BL are the only ones that will stand up to Bennington and give him shit. He does give uh, me shit. At Hicks, you just stand there like a goddamn yes man. And also, I have a little That's internal true. I know yes man. Hey, Hicks, I got a game going. I can tell when you drink and party the night before. Tell How's that? How's that? Party. You were fucked up last night. There's no way you were sober last night. I was, I was, I was not fucking drunk last night. I didn't have any drinks. Did you, you smoke weed last night? Smoke no, I didn't. weed last night. No, I didn't. If there was oh, ever a night to drink yourself to sleep, it was last night. Because it was so cold. It was terrible. And so ugly. By the time I got home, I'm like, this reminds me of, of a night that you just sit hit a bottle, and fall asleep in an easy chair. The, the drinking in the cold is the best. I mean, that, I think that's even more enjoyable than, like, day drinking during oh. the summer. Like, when it's cold out and snowing, that's the time to really get ripped. You know why? Because you can fucking drink more than you ever could. <laughs> you great. can stand out in the snow yeah. and just fucking... <laughs> Like you're drinking straight like a bottle of Jack and you're getting the boop, boop, you know, you're, oh, yeah. you're hitting bubbles. Oh, God, yeah. It just goes down easy. But then you're one of those assholes that passes out. You get fucking frostbite all over your body. Yeah, my buddy. I happened to my buddy of mine. <laughs> we found him just fucking spread eagle in the snow. Like, I guess he's going to die unless we move him. What's uh, Scotty G putting here? He says, uh, Ron Fez Thanksgiving. He's got a picture of him and a hot check. Are they going to our gig? Is yeah. that what it's about? Scotty G, yeah. That's very cool. He won the Thanksgiving photo contest last year. Oh, and he's on his way here? Yeah, he's on his way here, yeah. Where's he coming in from? Florida. God damn. Flying in. Also, Lori dropped off some donuts for us from Donut Plant, and she'll be there here tonight as well. This is turning into a big day for us around here. Delicious I think dough. we got to get to uh, a little comedy news, right? Yeah, we want to break first. Let's break. Let's break. We come back. It'll be comedy news. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hits Channel ninety nine.
Dan Fez Show. Wednesday. Tonight, we're doing that Thanksgiving uh, party of ours, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Fez, you're doing the layout for everything, right? Yes. You feel good about the table we're going to be working off of? I do, yep. And if I don't, I'm going over there early, and I will make it right. What time are you going over there? I'll probably get there about five-ish. Sounds like somebody wants a free meal. (laughs) Somebody (laughs) likes that titty skins. What what is the Hard Rock known for? What is their appetizer of... I think it's their, like, rock and roll spring rolls. Mm, The rock and roll spring rolls is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. That's their number one seller, rock and roll spring rolls. Oh, really? A burger? Uh, I have a feeling that, yeah, that... It's probably lower, but that's Fez's favorite. Rock and roll spring rolls. Uh, we had uh, the wonderful Whitney Cummings in here earlier. But we were saying, I thought she was amazing. One of my favorite guests we've had in a long time. But then she felt bad that she didn't sit around and do a bunch of you know jokes. So um, uh, we're doing a first responders for her. At Whitney Cummings. At Whitney Cummings. Fabulous Thanksgiving prize on the line. Home for the Holidays on DVD, signed by Holly Hunter. My favorite Thanksgiving movie. And yes, that includes you, Charlie Brown. Does he do a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving? Yes, he does. What's that one about? Oh, that's when he invites Peppermint Patty over for Thanksgiving. Well, she invites herself, and then he has nothing to serve her. Oh. So they eat popcorn and toast. Screw it. Now I know I've never seen that one. (laughs) I know for a fact I've never seen that. Popcorn and toast? But it all turned out to be good and thankful and everything anyway? Yeah, they all get invited to Charlie Brown's grandmother's house. First responders at Whitney Cummings. At Whitney Cummings. Let's make her feel a little love from us. Um, After that conversation, I love to have her in for an unmasked sometimes. I think that she's great. Let's get to some comedy news. Reporting directly from the SiriusXM Satellite Radio Headquarters, blasted into space, and redirected directly into your brain, it's Ron and Fez's Comedy News with the Comedy News Team, Peter Laurie and Marissa. What's the story, Peter Laurie and Marissa? Oh, here they are, our Comedy News Team. Uh, One of them in a beautiful dress. The other one, dressed, just decked out, uh, blue shirt, tie, and jacket, looking like, I believe, a news anchor. Great job, Peter Laurie. Thank you. I'm just trying to be more professional. Seeing you two dressed up makes me feel like one of you is going to hit your knee and ask the other one for her hand in marriage. Do it. Where is it? Oh, I thought you were getting down on your knee. Oh, well, don't be that way, Peter Laurie. You don't want to be the funny guy with no girlfriend. Yeah, come be on. Be the guy who doesn't get as many laughs, but has a nice, pretty girlfriend. All right, okay. All right, okay. <laughs> I think the big news today is Bill Burr calling Opie's show and about the uh, third annual Patrice O'Neill Benefit. Uh, yes, the third annual Patrice O'Neill Benefit will take place on February 11th at the New York City Center at 7 p.m. Uh, comedians will be performing to remember and honor their friend and late comic Patrice O'Neill. This year on the bill, they have Ben Bailey, Bill Burr, Colin Quinn, 
David Tell, Hannibal Burris, Jim Florentine, Jim Norton, Michael Che, and my personal favorite, Rich Voss. What a strong, strong lineup yeah. of comics. Yeah, Fantastic. It, it really is. You can get tickets uh, through the New York City Center website, and they're going for $75. That's a steal at $75. A steal. Indeed. Indeed, sir. <laughs> Indeed, sir. <laughs> Malish! Let us gingerly touch our tips. Uh, by the way, uh, you're looking, I know you guys don't do comedy weather right now, <laughs> but. Uh, we should. We should. You know, the. the Lake effects has hit so bad up there, and apparently Jim Kelly, the Great Buffalo Bill, was snowed in. We gotta so, get Kelly out of there. Yeah, we gotta get him out. Air, airlift him in. Yeah, we gotta do something to get him out of there. You're, I know they wouldn't let Joe Montana be sitting around in the cold. Hell no, they're gonna get some sort of hovercraft. No one was ready for this snow, you know. Nobody. I blame Chris Christie again. <laughs> Like what you did with that other rain in he, Jersey. He's the storm guy. He should be covering the goddamn front on all storms. Get the hell off the beaches! <laughs> that made him my favorite of all time. Um, let me ask you this, though. Where was Frankie McDonald on this one? Even he got caught with his pants down. I mean, he's closer to it than we are. He's up in Canada. Well, the exact answer to that is no. We're in the same state as them, and Frankie lives in Nova Scotia. But <laughs> it's north. sticking with everything that you say. Stupid. Oh. Um, did I disrupt your news by throwing the Patrice out there early? No, that's fine. That's, okay. that's an important one. What's the next story? Listen, we're Comedy News. Well, Bill Cosby's in the news again, and oh, I, I'm starting to get the feeling that he uh, really hates Hannibal Burris. Because ever since Burris made the joke about Cosby being a rapist last month, a slew of women have come out with allegations against Cosby. And the latest is former supermodel Janice Dickinson. Oh. Yeah, she joined. That the- one really hurts. Yeah. But you know, she was beautiful when she was younger. Yeah. But you never want to have former before beautiful <laughs> supermodel. You know? Things have gotten rough. Yeah, Dickinson joined Entertainment Tonight and told her story, which we have a clip of. No, we don't need the clips of that. We get it. We, yeah, 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 she went through Same. a lot. But I think this is the interesting part of that. Netflix has now suspended his uh, special, so it's ha- it's hitting him in his big pocketbook. Mm-hmm. And his pudding. Yeah, important, 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 important. Uh, Marissa, you're down there in Philly. What are the people in Philly saying? Mm. We gotta go get a hoogie. Yeah. No, but are they talking about anything else? How about them flyers? Cheese steak, yeah. you know, eagles, which are uh, un- very unfortunate. Don't we worry. They're passionate. coming back. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're coming back. Don't we worry about, about this. We're, we're set. We're good. We're good to go. We're yeah, GG. We're, we're good to be at that one tier before greatness. <laughs> That's where we like to stop. Yeah. But when it says next left greatness, we stop and park there. Yeah. And we we're snowed in like Jim Kelly. Mm. That's very true. So uh, our next story here, uh, Tracy Morgan struggling with brain injury. Tracy Morgan's lawyer, Benedict Morelli, was in court for a scheduling conference in his lawsuit against Walmart. The comedian is suing the chain after their tractor trailer caused an accident uh, on the Jersey Turnpike, with which injured Morgan, also another comedian, Artie Fuqua. Um, I'm just kind of going with it here. I'm yeah, not sure how to pronounce his name. Okay. And then it also killed former comedian James McNair. Nearly Terrible. S- yeah, nearly uh, six months ago. 
Morelli said during the court appearance, Tracy Morgan is still fighting to recover from a severe brain injury suffered in a highway crash more than five months ago, and it's uncertain if he will be the Tracy Morgan he once was. That is heartbreaking. That's yeah. the, that's just terrible. But, you know, people sometimes are behaving to come back from stuff. And, of course, it's his lawyer saying this. You're not going to walk in and go, before the lawsuit uh, starts, yeah. we want you to know he's doing great. <laughs> Matter of fact, he might even be better. So we never know 100%, but just hearing that he has brain injuries is heartbreaking. Yeah, that really stinks. I think he's amazing, too, which, yeah. yeah, to hear that is not something that I'm excited about. Well, you know, we did an unmask with him. It was only like a week or two yeah. before this, and it was uh, one of our uh, one of our all-time favorites. He was just so great. Um, so Tracy Morgan, according to his lawyer, still dealing with brain trauma. Um now, uh, this is just a spy report, quick breaking one. Spy report. Spy report. Uh, now, NBC has dumped a Bill Cosby sitcom plan. They had been talking to him. And apparently, uh, this ain't the time. And right after Netflix, now NBC. Oh, God. He's going to become a hermit now. He's not going to come back out. Well, he's got the kind of money that he doesn't need to hang around this country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Take off the temple uh, sweatshirt and go live in Italy for a while. I figure he's more like a South America kind of guy. At least that's what I would be saying to him if I was his lawyer. (laughs) South America? Over Italy? Yeah. I think he'd go to South America. Personally, I think Bill Cosby would go to South America. Based on... He seems like a South America type of guy. Okay, so now that you've put it in a way that we could all understand, South America, because he seems like a South America type of guy, why would anybody pick South America over Italy? Maybe one of the, it's cheaper. Dollar goes a longer way. Yeah, because he's broke. He's got nothing. <laughs> he's His house is made out of money. It's made out of $100 bills. Let's get back to comedy news. Spy report. Comedy news. <laughs> Okay. So apparently another spy report. <laughs> nah, not really, but um, if you were watching Sunday Night Football instead of The Walking Dead this past weekend, you saw Jonas Gray of the Patriots set team records, rushing for 199, y- 199 yards. I hate to interrupt you here, Pete, but this is comedy news, not it's, football news. It's not. I'm sure there's I'm, no tie-in. I'm getting to the comedy part. Did you know that Jonas Gray is the only known stand-up comic to score four times in an NFL game? I had no idea that. It's true. He he's actually uh, performed more stand-up than football than football because Sunday was only his fourth NFL game, and he's actually done six stand-up gigs, and once opened for Dustin Diamond, aka Screech of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> well, those are some impressive. Do we, you got anything of him doing stand-up? We do actually have a All clip. Right. I want to check this out. So he's a rookie this year, right? I believe he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, the issues surrounding, you know, the presidential election. It was some, it was some pretty big issues. Like abortion, for example, was one of the big issues. And um, I remember I was talking to one of my friends, and you know, everybody had to say something what was going on. I mean, black people, white people, people that had nothing to do with politics, didn't know what was going on. I tried to talk to my friend about abortion. I said, what are you, pro or anti-abortion? And he's a big weed smoker. So I said, what are you, pro or anti-abortion? He's high. He's like, well, I'm pro-abortion. You know, I paid for a few abortions, but I wouldn't call myself a pro or anything. <laughs> but you guys don't get that joker high right now. That's what probably is going on. So, all right, two things. A, 
try to be in the light, not moving out of it immediately. And B, it would have been funnier if you just went up there and fumbled. <laughs> just went up there and laid one down. <laughs> Boy, you weren't giving them any favors by playing that set. I, they say the new comics say the word abortion as much as you possibly can. <laughs> well, that was his Dustin Diamond set. I thought that you know that's probably the biggest one he's done. Well, you can tell it's got to be a great place by the plywood on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> what was it in Dustin Diamond's cellar? Look at that place. Not even a sign. He's an up and coming comic. Ooh. He's an up and coming football player. Yeah, I think he's better at that, in my opinion. Ooh, okay. Jesus. Uh, it's not, not. I mean, the guy had four touchdowns and 200 yards. Yeah. No one's against you here. All right, cool. We're on your side. <laughs> Comedy news. All right, so this next one, Kathy Griffin is set to replace Joan Rivers on Fashion Police. The gossip site TMZ is reporting that Kathy Griffin will be replacing her on Ease Fashion Police. Um... TMZ claims this is a done deal, although Kathy Griffin has not confirmed this news yet. Uh, she will be joining Melissa Rivers, Kelly Osborne, and Juliana Rand. How did you say that? Rand. Rammstein. Ra- Rammstein. How about that? Okay. No, I don't know who she is. That's, yeah, uh, I've never watched that, this show, but it seems like this is a good move. It makes sense, right? Yeah, I think it would be good for her. Yeah. I think that she's hilarious. Um, I've seen her other. She she had that show, The D List. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, I, I think she's hilarious. I think she's a, a hoot. As Chris we, has as a I show said. called The D-List, too, but that's just for Dick. <laughs> no. All that no. he goes for. <laughs> no. Why do you always act like it's a bad thing? I and mean, you know Fez is sitting here. Why don't you act like, yeah, gays being, being gay is cool. It's acceptable. It is acceptable, but I, I just don't want pe- people to think I have a TV show or just talk about Dick all the time. But still, the thing is, you're not showing that it's acceptable by getting upset. Like if I had, if I said Chris owns a dog, you wouldn't start screaming at me. No, I don't. No, I, mean, I don't. I don't want people to think I do. I'd say I love You'd that just dog. Like I don't have a dog. <laughs> you wouldn't be panicking. You can see by the look in the back of Fez's eyes that he's fucking had enough with you too. Somewhere back there, it's saying. <laughs> so you think this is a good move? What about you? Do you think it's a good move? Uh, Kathy Griffin? Griffin. Sure. Well, what about for the show? Well, I think there's a little more about the show in that story, isn't there? Well, what is it? all right. Well, I was getting to it. Yeah. Jeez. Shots have been fired it once wasn't again. A shot. You got to improvise. You just don't want to make somebody else yeah. read. I didn't we're just want to read from we're the paper. We're talking talky time now. <laughs> gotcha. It's talky time. I'm trying to make I it interesting. I asked your opinion. What did you think? You could have added what you needed to add. <laughs> this fucking tie is holding you back, dude. You were so <laughs> looser and cooler before. Uh, that's what you I know, you come too. in here and I feel like it's First Communion. <laughs> I kind of felt that way myself. I thought I was going to a funeral this morning. You know what I like? Nothing matches. That's the beauty of it. What do you mean? You the tan pants, black, then a gray, <laughs> and then a dark blue. You're just all over the place. It's fantastic. Blue and black guy match, don't they? Blue and black guy match. I'm talking about these fucking khakis that you came in with. Well, I didn't want to wear a whole suit. Why? Because I kind of felt ridiculous walking in here. Know your role and play. Why? What, what are you, in eighth grade where you feel ridiculous? You got to feel <laughs> I, you look, you look spiffy. You got to feel good about yourself in the goddamn blazer. <laughs> Come on. I do like the look. I just don't like his uncomfortability. Uh, all I wanted to know is you think this is a good move for the show. That's all. Well, actually, the show is going to be scaled back a little bit. Scaled back in what way? In the, in the sense that E is only going to air the show now during uh, like award shows or other special events. So. Okay, so that's bad, right? Yeah. 
but that gives them a chance to bounce back, takes the pressure off them. I guess. And we're also coming into, a, a, you know, award seasons. Yeah, so yeah, you know, should, should be on. Chris is always calling me. Quick, put on Channel 10. It's People's Choice Awards. You're missing it. I know. I'm going to. And he goes, he wants to stay on the phone with me through the red carpet. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe what she's wearing. Yeah. What a skeezer, Ron. He thinks Ron. whatever anyone wears <laughs> makes them look fat, no matter yeah. who they are. Yeah, look at that tubby. Huh? How'd she get, <laughs> how'd she, how'd she get plied into that thing, huh? See, huh, Ron? Be, you'd be so great as a gay guy. <laughs> I really thought they were going to pick a gay host. But Kathy Griffith works for me. So I say, congratulations, E-Fashion Report. Is that the name of it? <laughs> um, it <laughs> She's a very big gay advocate, though. All she right, is. so that so helps. That definitely helps. For some reason, gays show up to watch women. I don't know why. They like to judge. They like to make women feel bad about themselves. That's mm. how it goes down. Oh, uh, you just gave me the fucking perfect idea. We do one of those afternoon court shows, but it's a gay judge. Oh, God. You look like shit. <laughs> you got the car dressed like that? I would, guilty! Guilty! I, I wouldn't jizz in your mouth right now, and I'm serious. <laughs> I play with my balls underneath this thing. All right. That's, what they would, they that, would that's how boring your testimony <laughs> is. Get, get him out of my testimony. Room. Yeah. Get him out! But the pricky gay judge could be something that worked very well. People would love it! I don't know what we're waiting for. Let's start and fucking get some of these shows on the air. This is a perfect idea. There's got to be a gay judge out there. So, or there's got to be like some, like, you know, people can become like a, a preacher online, become a judge online. I'm sure there's something like that. Yesterday online judge I was watching my, my favorite show, uh, Family Feud. We talked to 100 mints. And uh, so he asked one of the black families, what do women, what will women get even if they don't? Uh, needed if it's half off and the guy goes like this this was his answer they got to have their makeup <laughs> and I'm like what no one acts like this Randy and then he kept singing it over the got to make it yeah now I'll um, I'll be what's the guy's name Steve Harvey uh, I'll be Steve Harvey and Chris you be anyone to just give any answer you know like you would just like you're trying to uh, do it and I'll do what Steve Harvey does with every contestant okay um, we talked over 100 minutes places you gotta rush off to work oh he rushing off to work. Yeah. Get out of my way. I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's just going crazy <laughs> that's watching. Woo! Brothers over here, hurry to go to work. Yeah, I, gotta, I have to get a paycheck, Steve. No time for bed. He going to work. Let's take it. And you're like, why is pay. this passing as humor? You're just repeating what he said. But he's loud, but louder. Though. Yeah. He's screaming at them. Uh, I keep doing your comedy news. Comedy news. Okay, so James Corden, who's going to replace Craig Ferguson, Ferguson on the Late Late Show in March? Wait, are you saying James Gordon, the commissioner from Cor Batman? No, no. <laughs> James Corden. Every night, he's not getting any laughs. He just puts up the bat signal, yeah. <laughs> just sitting there looking out the window. 
Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so he will be replacing Craig Ferguson in March, but he's going to make his debut on The Late Show with David Letterman this Friday. He's an interesting pick because I have no idea who he is or what he's done. Exactly. He's more well He's well known like in the UK. He's mm-hmm. English. Um, but uh, this is going to be an opportunity for the American audience to get a chance to you know get to know him and see what he's all about. Get to know him! You know it. Don't you know? Come meet your new Late Show host! Something like that. Yeah. What's UK stand for, by the way? I believe it's United Kingdom. Mm. Are they really that united? Uh, not as of late. Mm. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Are they not the UK anymore? Yeah. They disbanded. Really? Well, they just call themselves the Uck. They could. I mean, because some people are just gonna say, "Oh, the Uck sucks." Looks like you might want to fuck with the Uck. It was just too easy, you know? No, that isn't easy. <laughs> Look how hard of a time you had with it. Surprised you don't do it already. Who could we get to play the the afternoon pricky gay judge? That's what we got to look for in our lives. I know that guy that Michael brought to the Unmasked with Ron White. Oh, he's great. Nick? Yeah, yeah mm. Nick. Nick. I met him. He's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, did you get the chance to meet him? Yeah, I see. I can just see him judging me without even saying it. So that's perfect. He's I was not introduced so great. to him as uh, Fez's nemesis. <laughs> and I said we all are. Yeah, and then they then they said that they take bets on the day that Fez turns on me. And I go, well, that'll be a day I'd love to pay out. I'd love to be there for that day. I'd love to see the look on my face. I'm going to quick take a selfie while he's fucking lashing into me. Let me take a selfie. You'd say it like that, too, right? Yeah, that's how I say yeah. stuff. I'm always I like, so. let me take a selfie. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Um, comedy news. Comedy news. All right, guys. I am still smelling what The Rock is cooking right over here. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Big time. So, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the wrestler, the actor, as I would like to call him, the people's champ, uh, he was not laying down the people's elbow, but stand-up comedy for people's entertainment. At the was he doing Hollywood a lot of Improv. abortion jokes? I don't <laughs> believe so. Ladies loves yeah. to have abortions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, Fansided is reported that the rock set included talking about Hobbit porn, so mm. that's a step up, um, plus a jack-off joke that he thought George Carlin would have been proud of. According to the rock's Instagram, he killed. Along with a photo of him on stage, the rock included the following caption, I had the crowd at Hobbit porn, a true honor to step on the iconic improv stage. Had a blast and thank you for the love. JoJo Dancer would have been proud. Carlin would have loved my jack-off joke. Hobbit porn does exist. Just ask Vin Diesel. That was for the Rickles. Wow. He really feels good about his set. Yeah. Huh? He How was going on. Jesus Christ. He's a big fan of himself. How many characters can you do on his Twitter? <laughs> yeah, really. That goes on and on and on. It was he, his Instagram. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. fuck me blind. It's on the gram? That's what they call it. The gram, yeah. Yeah. Insta. Oh, is that what they're saying? Yeah. I always say this to people. Insta me. I got a gram. That's why people are, are confused. You is see. that why people are off to Twitter? Give me that. Yeah, Instagram. What's, what is the hottest thing with the kids right now? What are you What are you guys doing? See, I don't think Facebook is. I think that's just that's out of done. Yeah, that's yeah. ancient. You know dust. why? Because yeah. you because your mothers are on there now. So your moms yeah. are able to start following you. 
You're saying, yeah, your mom checks out your page? It's totally true, yeah. yeah. My mom, my aunts, my uncles, like all the whole family like, wants to know what's up. Peter, why so many dick pics? <laughs> why exactly. so many dick pics? Exactly. I don't want to be grilled for that. So where do you go now? Well, I but see, I, I like all of them. I like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because yeah. it's easy to connect with different kinds of people on different sites. So like Twitter, if I want to connect with a comedian or a uh, a singer, rapper, I just tweet at them. It's I feel like that's the most readily available because they will they can directly okay So favorite. you think that they, they answer you? Some do. You don't think that some they do. have a person who does it for them? It depends how big they are. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> so I feel like some really do and you can tell I feel but Yeah. Cuz every time I tweet to to Peter Lute, he always tweets back right at you. And I'm like, I don't even think that's him. The fuck? Back at you. It's not him. Sometimes he writes back at your chief to me. <laughs> See, like, I, now hey. I think that's him. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's him. Just constantly saying back at you, chief. Yeah. A, that was what The Rock was talking about. Kids are also on Snapchat. Snapchat's gigantic. Oh, I love Snapchat. Why? See? Is that where you can see the naked pictures and they go away? Well, yeah. actually, that is what happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's what happens. I don't particularly like it, though. I mean, unless I know the person, but... But sometimes they'll send you naked things? Oh, yeah. I get a lot of dick pics. Me and my friends talk about this all the time. I get an unusually high amount of dick pics. Well, how do you know it's unusually high? Maybe it's the... Uh, maybe it's <laughs> I've the taken norm. a survey, <laughs> yeah. Ron. I've taken the survey. No, you don't even I've know done the evidence. I've so seen it. they know that you're on. Yeah. They take a picture of their penis <laughs> yeah. and send it to you. Yep. And then do you block them? No, because some are some unfortunately are my friends, and then they just act like, "Oops, whoops, okay, well, you know." So there now, it is. yeah, I swear to God, see, this is a you've seen your friends' penises. Yeah, and but the funny part is, we'll be in front of somebody, and like I won't bring it up just because I'm trying to be nice. But my but all my friends know, but they like they're cool about it. They won't like bring it up either. But then they'll like pull me inside, be like, "Hey, did you get that picture?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, you can see I opened it. Like, yeah, I got it. Thanks, like thanks a billion." But listen, I. I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of like you, so I sent you a picture of my penis, <laughs> yeah. and then you didn't favor it. And, uh, I felt bad about it. Like, how's the lighting? How does it look? I'm like, it looks great. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, no. See, that's the... No. Have you ever sent out a penis picture to anyone? Never. I just read an article today, I think it was in Salon, that the girl said that when you tell guys to stop sending you penis pictures, they get angry. They they yeah. they get pissed off and they're like, Where does that come from? All right? Why you gotta fucking insult me? I'm sending you some nice penis pictures. You don't wanna look at a dick? You gotta <laughs> insult me. I just always say to them, I yeah. say, listen, it's all fun and games till somebody gets an eye poked out. So okay, let's, let's so, put it away. But, put but, the gun away. But see, here's the thing. Don't you think that makes them think that, oh, you're kind of into it? Maybe, but I'd rather try to be nice and be like, stop doing that. You, I don't know. Like, you rascal. Yeah, yeah, you little rascal. <laughs> but here's the thing. Do your parents know about this? Uh, I would say my mom knows that, like, oh. some guy sent me. It? Yeah, my dad knows that, like, I'll be like, oh, idiot. My dad's just like, oh, whatever. Like, Jake, he kind of knows. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give him a call. <laughs> I'm going to give your father a call. I'm going to give all your parents I'd a call. freak out if there's just dicks flying <laughs> into my daughter's phone. <laughs> but there, this one guy, <laughs> which I don't understand at all, I only met him one time, mm -hmm. and, like, we had a nice conversation. <laughs> I gave him my number, trying to be nice. He was like, yeah. can I take you on a date? I said, all right, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. You can take me on a date. Yeah. He then sent me a picture and said, oops, wrong number. No, come on, guy. So that not the wrong feel, number. You're yeah. not interested. I was like, mm, this is not going to go good. Nope. No. No date. It's so bizarre to me. <laughs> no <because> bueno. 
if you were like talking to a person, they wouldn't just suddenly let their penis out for you to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me, out oh, my pants. Why do they think? Sorry, wrong person. Like yeah. what? Now, the other weird thing is, even if it was the wrong person, that seems like he's sending his dick pic out to another girl. <laughs> yeah, like, why does he not care that yeah. his dick is just everywhere? Like, uh, what if I just... I, I don't know whether this is Freudian, but you just did this with your hands. You just like, like it was a, like a 12-inch trout. And you're making Peter very nervous. Like, Peter's like, huh? He's getting very nervous. A lot of dick. He's getting a rash. Competing large, a lot of Italian penis, large cock, a lot of Italian penis there. Mainline, uh, mainline penis bulges. Yeah. Um, but this makes you this conversation make you nervous, Peter Lorre. Oh uh, no, it doesn't well, make me nervous. It shouldn't. Just, he gets it all the time. He gets them flying at him all the time. Oh, is that right? You guys send you dick pics. <laughs> Nah, not as much as her, but yeah, I mean, I get them. You know, who doesn't? Somebody sends them to you? No. Okay. I've never gotten yeah. That's a lie. He's lying right now. Have You're you lying. Ever, have you ever gotten a vagina pic sent to you by a nice girl like you're a vagina pic? <laughs> um, That's a yes. The no. That's a yes. <laughs> Who's? Well, you would have said no. You, what? I, no. No. <laughs> Did you? I, I have, yes. I, I bet if I did this, if I had you draw a vagina, you wouldn't be able to pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> he just slaps paper and pen in front of him. Go ahead, draw while we talk. Come on, Picasso. All right, I, uh, draw a vagina. I got to tell you this. By the way, here's what I worry about. Deep side of the pool over here. Very shallow <laughs> kiddie pool. And I don't... You know, I always wanted these two to get together, but I'm just worried... It's the tortoise and the hare. What are you saying exactly? I'm saying this is you. When she's a girl around town, you know, she's out. She's like uh, Kardashian running around no. doing big time things. And what are you doing? You and your mom sitting on the fucking couch together trying to watch The Good Wife. That's not true. I've never even seen The Good Wife. All right, you got me. All right? You know what? You got, got me the details. Go ahead, draw How your vagina. Draw the vagina. It always happen to me. Just draw your vagina. <laughs> this always happens to you? How does this always... This always people are just always, draw the vagina, Pete. Yeah. Always? Really? And we'll show always. it to the police. Um, very... <laughs> What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I got you with a sniper thing. Get your, Forget get about your it. Sniper shot. Uh, all right, you shouldn't have. You should be biting on your tongue while you're drawing a vagina. It looks bad. Draw the, vagina, draw the vagina. Draw the vagina. How does this keep happening? I believe that. It's no, just let's just the slam draw. If there's any track. time um, that. I, I wish that this show was on TV. It's when this kid reacts to everything. Um, Steve, Philly, you're on the run of Fed show. Your dick going in a vagina. <laughs> yeah, I got a uh, I got a comedy news fly report. Hold on, I just <laughs> now. <laughs> I can only say that you draw a lot more penis than you do vagina. <laughs> it's a penis-centric vagina fucking drawing. It looks like Chinese vagina. Chinese penis is here to meet everybody. You look. This looks like a Viet Cong's penis. What are Wearing you? a little fucking bamboo hat. <laughs> it's because you're holding it wrong. It's supposed to be oh, the other way. American penis are so big. Uh, Steve, you're on the Manifest show. 
Yeah, I've got a comedy news spy report. Comedy news spy report. Comedy news spy report. Hey, I heard that uh, Fez Watley is getting his own radio show. Are you Fez? Not that I know of, but what is it, Steve? It's called I Heard Radio. Why would you set him up, Fez? Well, he's going to say it anyway. Why would you let him have the punchline? Why don't you do a punchline? I hope it's that gay judge show. Uh, here's Tom in Illinois. Hey, how you guys doing today? None of your business, Tom. Hey, uh, I heard Chris made a statement on uh, okay. pictures that Marissa's getting. And uh, Chris lied because he said that if his daughter got them pictures, he would object to them. But that's a lie because Chris is in a while. He can't be around kids with the court order and all. So that can't be true. All right, look. These fucking pedophile things are really starting to freak me out. Because He'd be sending them pictures. <laughs> no, I don't send children dick pics. <laughs> Why do I have to say that? Hey, can I ask you a question? How come we never uh, retweet Ronnie B t- quotes? We gotta start. It was, it's an oversight. It's an oversight? Or are you once again trying to fucking work against me, Chris? I, I never work against you. I work for you and with you. I find that hard to believe. Really? Right now, my right-hand man is sitting right here at my right hand. Thank you. Marissa. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you think it was you? Oh, you were looking at me. No, no, I was fucking with you. Here's the thing. I like you in the suit. Do me a favor. Wear it for 24 straight hours so you can get used to it. Get a little more comfortable in it. I mean, I'm not uncomfortable in it. Really you're holding not. yourself uncomfortable. I'm I, sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I want to see you more relaxed, all right? Okay, yeah, I thought, I mean, sure. Absolutely. You got it? Yeah, no, I didn't. I don't. I really don't feel that uncomfortable. Also, I need you to go to HR with this fucking thing <laughs> yeah, and say, that. "Look what I drew—a Viet Cong I penis." I can't do that. It's gonna happen. We're going after the show. <laughs> do I? Have, do I have to go? Yeah, you're going. I'm taking that picture with me. Oh my god! Look, you even drew a little Viet Cong face. Oh on come it. on, <laughs> Pete. Pete. Well, I'm That's just having racist. fun. I'm just having fun. And sexist. I'm just having fun. It's a talking Asian penis you basically drew. Yes. Harrow. Oh, and I'm the racist. And look at its name. Me likey nookie. Oh, come That's on. That's its name. Hater. Me what? likey nookie. Incoming. <gasps> Yankee Joes. <laughs> Laurie, that's terrible. Sorry. I'll do better Peter next time. Peter Laurie, laugh, don't cry. Um... This comedy news thing, it seems like it's falling apart, Peter. Mm. I mean, let's really? let's face it. If <laughs> if today was the day, Marissa's a keeper, all right? Let's Woo! face it, she's a... Thank you. Uh, now, I heard that you were very, very interested in uh, our guest today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Winnie Cummings. She's amazing. No, you you were already a fan of hers. I was. You can I am. sit in when something like that happens. You don't have to be in the other room. I didn't want to be unprofessional. I didn't want to make the show look distasteful because of me. Why would you look, make it look distasteful? Well, because I'm a fan and, you know, this is a professional workplace. and I would have loved to have you sit in. I would have loved to as well. But yeah. No, on the other hand, I'd make this kid hide under a goddamn laundry basket <laughs> full of clothes. I know. What was that all about? Smelly clothes at that. Here's the thing. Should we tweet that picture from our intern and let the listeners decide? Or is that something you don't do with interns? I think the intern drew a picture. I don't think it's I think it's totally fine. 
me being the intern mentor. All right, so you're saying you'll take full responsibility? I will take full responsibility. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You're the best. Say you're the best. Simply the best. But I'm not going to get in any trouble over that. Aren't you? How do you know? (laughs) I'm asking. No, you could. That's not the way we want our interns, especially freshman year interns. I'm sorry. You know you're a freshman, right? Yeah. At Connecticut School of Broadcasting. How long is uh, the, the, the school last? It goes till May. Yeah. And then you said in two weeks you start on the wrestling team there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it real wrestling? Oh. Like real wrestling, yeah. Damn. Not that WWE shit. Oh. Oh, no. No. Wow. Okay. You know what? I'll give you the people's album. We'll see what's real or not. You mm-hmm. really love the wrestling, huh? I do. I really do. They are great athletes. Yeah. They put on performances every, almost every night. They work constantly, and I really think they're entertaining. But what about, you know, you get a guy like Pete. He goes from the top of the fence post, <laughs> and there's no stopping him. He goes up high, third rail, you call it. That's right. Third I think rail. we should just leave that to making the fences, putting up the fences. Hey, could you show, bring in some pictures of you putting up fences? <laughs> I guess I could. Yeah, I mean, I'd have please. to get some taken of me putting up fences, but... Well, don't you work with somebody? Yeah, I mean, I've never asked them the, to take pictures. The fencing of company oh, yeah. doesn't have an Instagram account. A good-looking guy like you, why are you sitting there putting up pictures of you putting up fences? You're making fun of me now. Aren't no, you? I'm not. I'm not at all. And do you do it in this kind of cold weather? No, we're actually we've been working inside Indoor the last fences? few. Yeah, in Costco, they put up fences <laughs> in Costcos. Yeah. We've been working in Costco, and I'm going to be... <laughs> Say Costco again. Yeah. Costco. Fucking Costco. You fucking lunatic. Yeah. You know what Costco is, right? Well, I'm working at Costco because of the Costco. Okay? Did I say Costco? Putting up a fence in Costco, and you yeah. guys got to... <laughs> make fun Definitely of me, Costco. Definitely. It's Costco. Definitely Costco. Costco. Everyone loves Costco. Screw BJ's. It's all about Costco. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely Costco. Hashtag Rain Man. You're like my fucking rain man. I feel like taking you to Vegas right now and have you count cards. So you think I'm a retard that can help you? No, no, no. It's not a retard, my friend. Whoa, whoa, That's autistic. Come on. Wow. Hicks, his brother's autistic. Yeah, man. I work with autistic kids. I'm a fucking retard. I didn't. I was talking about Dustin Hoffman. What do you do with autistic kids? (sighs) Man, uh, well, I work... I worked with two special needs children um, like after school I would just sit with them and like draw and take them swimming like the one boy um, really likes to go in the pool so we would go swimming and what do you charge what do you charge trampoline what do you charge I, I just did it for free because I wanted to help out because I really <laughs> uh, they're special people and you know, I really want to be around them it would be great you take me swimming one day that's all I'm saying <laughs> Take me swimming, go in the pool with me, teach me how to swim, <laughs> hold on to my back when I'm in there. Oh, I'm going to drown. <laughs> Stay with me. Look at you. You're looking around like you're getting upset right now. I'm not upset. You made a mistake and everybody called you down. on it. Everybody called you on it because you did something horrible. And like the girl that you mm. like works with special needs kids. She's yeah. like a saint. And that's the word, like special needs. Way to go, a-hole. Not retarded. What did I do? You called an autistic person retarded. I call Dustin Hoffman retarded. First of all, we don't use that R word anymore. Oh. Okay. It's special needs or speds. Or speds? Yeah. Yeah, speds. All right, so I called (laughs) Dustin Hoffman Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing at Because that's just a funny word to me, speds. Really? (laughs) Some of the disabilities funny. You know what you sound like, my friend? Like a bully right now. (laughs) It's not true. 
No, I never. I never. There's a reason you're not getting dick pics. I never hit a sped. Yeah, I, exactly. I bet he's the one who'll go to like a sped, take take a picture of their dick, so I send it out to people. Don't, don't do that. I won't. I will not do that. That's illegal. I think more of you. <laughs> yeah, stop doing Thank that. You. I appreciate that. How much uh, would you charge me if I have you f- sit with Fez a few hours a day? <laughs> Nothing. I would love to do it. Just I would make just... sure that he finishes his oatmeal. Takes the um, Plenty uses, of sunblock. Uses the restroom. We would, we would make a musical or something. We would do something real good. And, yeah, it would be, it'd be a would lot of fun. Would you work on that special hand of his that he's got going right now? It's a special hand. Because a long time ago he hurt his neck. Now he does that with his hand. I think Fez is just special, period. Oh, he is. There's no doubt about it. Well, he has to be. He's on the show. That's true. You're going to answer back now, right? Fuzz, like we're all interacting. I am special. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> nice and long. Take that fucking... Take that stick and run with it. Maybe Fish start... Yes. Maybe Fish start sending out dick pics. Just just fucking send out... Not like to me or... Someone to himself. Yeah. Say what he got. And then I'll be like, I got a dick pic somewhere. He's great. <laughs> You ever see that uh, episode? Well, have you ever seen the show Blue Mountain State? It was a comedy. It was on Spike TV. Uh, I don't know where it was. It's a Blue Mountain State, I believe, isn't it? So, God, what happened on the show? So, on the show, there's a whole episode about dick pics and how to send them, how to do a dick pic, what's acceptable, what's not, no face, face in it, all that stuff. Well, I tried to send a couple that. out, but I had trouble getting it all in the same picture. I just, just uh, continued in the next shot. <laughs> but do you know what they say? Always in this <laughs> Look at his face. Your face is pained with this. <laughs> you know pained. what? The fa- Here's the thing. Her saying that is kind of ruined the way you think about her, right? Not at all. Because you're like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. By the look on your face, it looks like you walked into the fart room. That's the way you're looking right now. Well, no, that's not how I feel. He's the fart right box. Now. Yeah. That you're not feeling like you did. No. You ready for tonight? You're gonna be at the big I, Thanksgiving I'm show, right? Psyched for tonight. Yes. All right. It's what we call gobbledygooped. Yeah. Just overjoyed with the gobbledygooped. Gobble. He might even come in as a gobbledygooper tonight. Have a big egg in there. Oh, the gobbledygooped. <laughs> please, please. Uh, we got to break out of here, Chris. Yeah, we should break. One what are you saying? We should or we shouldn't? We should break. We should break one more time before the end of the show. Well, let's do it now. Thank you for the comedy news team. You guys, you. half of you are doing fantastic. I'm not going to even say which half. Just take it upon yourself. If it makes you feel better that you hear half, feel great. Thank one you. of you is a smile away. It. One of you is smiling away. The other one walked into the fart room again, didn't you? <laughs> the fart box. <laughs> You're terrific, kid. Seriously. Uh, really? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So for the- you seem very conflicted on, on your no, opinion no, no, of no. me. No, no, no. You ought to call Connecticut School Broadcasting, see if they got a master's program. <laughs> I think you're ready for it. Thank you. Yeah. What's the best thing that you learned there, by the way, in your in your school? I would Everything I've learned is great, I think. I mean, we do a lot of hands-on stuff, so... You know, every- Here's what I'd like to have you guys do one day. What's that? Record your comedy news yourself. You know. Okay. We could absolutely do that. Yeah. We'll get it together. We'll give you a time that you got to hit in. We'll give you some live reads to do in the middle of it. Okay. Make it, you know, make it nice. Make it very special. Real special. Like. Nice and special. Yeah. And we can do that here. 
Yeah, you can use everything. And Chris should be telling you that you can use all the stuff, but he doesn't. You know why? What? He doesn't care about you. <laughs> I, 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 on the other hand, want you to go places. I, don't, I think. Yeah. Where's Big Easy even better? Clocks. I never even see those guys anymore. They're in the booth. <laughs> Do you even work with them, Chris? Yes, I'm talking with them. Yes. Everybody took their own. Which one was yours? It was Big Easy. Fez, which is yours? Peter Laurie. I've turned my guy into a broadcaster and got him a beautiful uh, person to work with. Oh, who's thank you. Brought, brought up to professionalism 100%. My guy now is in a team, a news team that's working. What could you say your guy's doing, Chris? We're on the phones right now. Fez, your guy? Um, n- nothing. Being jealous of Peter Laurie, I guess. You guys <laughs> talk to him as much as you do Shelby. Need more FaceTime. I need more FaceTime with the biggies. You don't care about other people. <laughs> yes, I do. I do care about other people. Do you see the growth in my intern? Yes. This kid is an integral part of the show now. He's in a suit. It's yeah. very impressive. He's in a suit. <laughs> Half a suit. He's bringing, he's hunting down news stories. He's recording them. He's now been part of a team, and they bring it back and forth. And you guys over like this. Um, if you get the chance, could you tell Chris I'm here today? <laughs> I knew he was here today. The other day, remember Peter Laurie is asking him about doing something? And Chris was doing this, I'm not even making up. And I go, he's not going to learn. He's telling him out, out, out. When he had a question for you. It's bad. That was a bad move on my part. You know what I do when Peter Laurie wants to talk to me? What's that? Hey, sport, let's sit over here. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a one-on-one. See, I've seen that. I one. see this, this is the Big Brother program that I'm in with him. You've, you've helped me tremendously, Ron. I appreciate sure. it. Sure. I'm just a neglectful uncle. Marissa, you, I haven't you, done anything you, for her. She came in gold. You know? No, you did wonders for me. Wonders. What are you kidding me? She, she's uh, like a Vegas showgirl. <laughs> Classy, incredibly classy. Uh, we got a break, and right back, it's the Ron and Fez show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Comedy Hit Channel 99. Hey, it's the Ron and Fez show on a Wednesday. Um, by tomorrow, we will announce how you can purchase the helmet that Joe List uh, won. It's going for uh, a charity, and Joe List won it. It's got all these great football players' names across it. And we'll put that together tomorrow, part of a uh, uh, a thing that we're doing to help somebody out. Um, but all that information will be done tonight. You're working on it all, Fez? Yes. Yep. Is it another one of those I got sits? 
Yeah, I have this. I got it. I got it. Oh, See, I like God. It. Yeah. I like when he's racist like that. You know, hip hop. It's terrible. I call it hip hop fest. Ba da 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 da. Bill Burr, third annual Patrice O'Neill uh, benefit is up. Uh, you heard about Bill Call Opie today with it. Uh, hard to believe, three years now. Three years since they started doing this. I don't know if anybody will ever be as missed like the way Patrice is. I, I, I guarantee you, if Chris Dan, something happened to Chris Stanley, oh, God. probably take us a week before we. That's it? Just a week? Yeah, well, that's only because we got to move all your dabs out of the fucking office. Don't talk about the dabs. What, your dabs Vegas now? Wish. Could use some dabs. Fez is not in the mood to talk. <laughs> So, Chris, what's going on in your brain? Okay, I saw this. It's up on the iBang. University of California, Davis. <clears throat> for students to register for classes, to even, even decide what they want to do, they have to take a online activity quiz, and they have to identify and define certain phrases and words. Mm-hmm. And they have to have that 100% correct before they're even allowed to register for classes on campus at UC Davis. I don't understand the thing that you're talking about. So they have to take... A grammar test? They have to take a quiz with these phrases. Mm-hmm. I raped that exam. <clears throat> I'd hit that. Bitch, pimp, slut. I don't understand how what you're saying is a quiz. They you're have to... saying words. Those five words and phrases, yeah. they have to identify the correct definition of, of what it means and why it's wrong. Why would you start talking that way to people? If it's wrong, why would you have someone write that? It's, they want to make sure people understand they shouldn't say, I'd hit that or I raped that exam. But you're teaching some people, if it's offensive for people, you're offending them with that quiz. Yeah. But they they, they just see it as, the students shouldn't be saying this. You know if, why you don't say, I'd hit that? I know why they think you shouldn't say, I'd hit that. I'll give you just the easy. Okay. Because it makes all the other girls that you wouldn't hit feel bad about themselves. So you got to be able to say, I'd hit that's. Okay. Meaning everybody. All right? Yeah. And that's why you're making everybody feel good. Or you could say, I hit y'all. I hit the room. Okay. You know? Include. Don't exclude. Inclusion is what it's all about. Well, according to this... By the way, have you ever heard anyone say, I raped that test? This is new to me. I don't... I don't... Yeah. I've heard that type of thing a lot. Like, people... I bet you heard I hit that when people (laughs) are looking at your tiny little ass. (laughs) No, people do say, like, oh, I totally raped in, like, that video game. Like, as if it's, like, a good thing. It, it, they do do that. I think it's people the better way to The better way to say it is I'd have consensual sex with that test. <clears throat> Takes the... Both of us agreed. Both of us got something out of it. As a matter of fact, I waited until that test was wet before I even slipped it in. I worked, and slip being the word. Not pushed. I worked that fucking test clit. Made it feel real good. See, that's that sounded bad again. Really? You bring up quit clip. Oh, okay. Well, they say I raped that exam. It's wrong to say that because this phrase minimizes the act of rape by making it sound like an achievement. Yeah, they're, they're right about that. Rape is only good for Vikings. And really, that's just their culture. I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Jesus. No, it's not. No. Today, no. Even the fucking Minnesota Vikings. No one should be raping anyone. Even the fucking Minnesota Vikings, he tries to teach us. I came out wrong. And why? That's what you say when you shit. (laughs) 
How are you shitting? <laughs> Often. Why I'd hit that as bad is because it's an expression used to indicate interest in having sex with the subject of the statement. The phrase indicates an incoherent connection between sex and a physically violent act. Right. That's like saying I punch your pussy with my cock. Wrong. Is that wrong? I mean, if you're punching the pussy with your dick, it it seems like they she would be wanting the punch. But isn't nobody says that like seriously? Yeah, but even the fact if it's supposed to be an offensive thing that offends people, sending this test would have to offend them. I think they care more about teaching the people who use these offensive. In other words, you're saying not everybody sees this. Just the thugs. Now, everyone sees it. Even so, people. Well, then that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if it's going to be offensive to a young lady, she's forced to do it. You know? Can you ever say this? Hi, sugar dick. I, I'm guessing yes, because it's not on this fucking test. All right, so whatever's not on the test, you can say. Yeah. All right, what else? All right. Bitch. Derogatory towards women, even when used towards men. Dehumanizes women and men, making it easier to commit acts of violence towards them. This one, it's a female dog, correct? Yes, that's a bitch. So it should never be ever said except for about a f female dog. Yet you can't look at a guy and say, my dog. That's totally fine. Where my dog's at? Right here. Well, right here, Randy. <laughs> then where them bitches? No. And the bitches win up dogs. I don't know why saying, saying bitch makes it easier to commit acts of violence towards them. Because it dehumanizes. You're not seeing them as a person. But I don't think girls are saying, I rate that test, but plenty of women are saying, calling each other bitches, or even calling guys bitches. It doesn't make sense. With his little voice like that, I feel like I am in school now. <laughs> Pass me the I'm racer. like, yeah, with the kid with the glasses set. Who's calling each other bitches? Um, when you leave the room, can I do uh, talkers' names up on the board? You didn't collect homework. Ugh. Pimp is a bad word. It means a title given to a man who's seen as sexually dominant and popular, often used in a contemporary manner. The term romanticizes the profession of someone who sells other people's bodies as a commodity. They're way too clinical with their definitions. Um... Can you use the term pimp slap? It's not on here, so I'm going to say yeah. Mm. Though, it's calling, like, yo, dude, you a pimp is wrong at UC Davis. Can you still say uh, good close friends before prostitutes? Yeah. That makes more sense. Can you say all women are prostitutes? <sighs> They'd probably be annoyed by that. Even though prostitute isn't on this exam. So I have a problem with that then. What school is this? UC Davis. UC Davis, but I don't. That's what I would say. That would be my joke. They're coming off like a bunch of pansies over there. Yeah. UC Davis, I see a bunch of pussies. <laughs> is that on your fucking test? Teach. <laughs> Screw this. I'm going to listen to that Coolio song over and over Sorry, again. I'm a rebel, my friend. And then finally, slut. A derogatory term used to describe a woman who is sexually active. Highlights a double standard that exists for men and women who are sexually active. I will agree with that. I mean, this generation of people taking this test, 
I think they're a little more advanced over, over learning what slut, pimp, and bitch are bad if they're sending yeah. genitals to each other constantly. I want you to understand something. Yeah. What they're saying is not accepted in the school, and they're making you have like a little contract. And then later, when they catch you saying it, then they can say you broke the contract to the school. You already took it. Like when you uh, have to go to HR yeah. and see some crazy film. Nothing is new to you, but by seeing that and signing off on it, it gives them a reason to, you know, give you demerits. You can't hide behind your ignorance anymore. God damn it. I did have to go to HR here and take, like, some weird test. Yeah, because people were saying shit about you. That that was why I thought everyone did had I have to go. go? They, told me, they told me everyone had to go. I just thought everyone went and just didn't talk did about it. Did I go? It. I don't, Defense? I, I didn't see you guys I didn't go. go. No, I thought you went on a different day. No one ever even brought it up to me. Why? They know I'm a respectable man. I don't have to pull me in there in a hoodie and a fucking Yankees cap and explain the way the world works. I already got it. Thank you. I, it makes me a lot more paranoid now. You should be paranoid. I am. Uh, Tom, best Chester. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? What's up? Well, I just... Uh... I, I called up earlier for a different question, but... Well, then I'm uh, going to hang up on you now and uh, remind you how the game works. Well, Queen Elizabeth sent an old picture of Hicks. He looks so much cooler. Things are different. I'm not happy with this haircut. You just have the cool hair, the cool beard. You're on top of the world. Coming a little bit, we're going to hand out that prize. Uh, I saw the thing of the 62-year-old's first dab, which is funny, as this 62-year-old hasn't changed his fucking act since 1969. <laughs> he talks the same. It's not like seeing like <laughs> some distant old man doing a dab. You know what I mean? <laughs> this I, is a guy who's been smoking pot probably for 50 years. I love this guy. I love his look, too. All right, here we go, bro. We're gonna hit you up. the future. First dab ever. I don't know about this, Tony. Yeah, you love it, bro. A little scary, man. This ain't weed, dude. It sure yeah, it don't is, bro. Like, Trust it me. It don't look like it, dude. Just hit it real hard. All right, you almost ready? Wow. All you gotta do is just put that little dabber. Okay. And put it on there and hit it. Okay. You better not hurt me, man. Tonight at 12:15. Here He's holding it. <laughs> wow! Dude, what are you trying to do to me, man? <laughs> First wow, dab Got me seeing stars and shit. Oh, dude. You better get me some water or something, man. That was crazy, dude. <laughs> Was this guy Fox <laughs> Whoa, dude, I better go sit down. You're sitting down, bro. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> Dab's the future. No one even wants to screw, fuck with Bud anymore. It's getting real weird. Never thought I'd see this day. Mm-mm. All right. Flathead just wrote to me um, about Bill Cosby. 
Thank God the statute of limitations has run out on some of our antics. Oh my God. Why include me? What? Um, hey, uh, Bob, Bob in San Francisco. How you doing, buddy? Hi. What's Hello. up? Yeah, I worked at uh, UC Davis. Um, it was quite a few years back on the um, expansion of the gym there. Yeah. And uh, I was running a basketball under the oak trees there. They're cork oak trees, kind of special, but uh, <clears throat> they had a, a tree psychologist on duty. So every time I hit a big root, they'd send an arborist out, and they'd treat the root with some special whatever. Uh, then the tree uh, psychologist would come out, and I'm not kidding. And, uh, one of the laborers said he uh, saw the guy <clears throat> hugging the tree. So... Uh, I am. Uh, I, I'm going to guess that you're joking. You're not joking at all. No, man. It's just the way that school is. We couldn't look at the girls over five seconds, too. They had a meeting on that. Um, all the back looks off. We had to make special, uh, uh, like a curved pipe so it wouldn't blow up into the tree branches and offend the tree. God, they really like <laughs> trees out there, huh? <laughs> well, these are special cork oak, I guess, you know, for your, uh, like a wine bottle, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're uh, I don't know, it's it's a real sensitive school there. All right, so Chris is you know going to the extremes with this. I got you. You looked into a little bit, sir. Our own Chris Stanley did not. This is a UC Davis staple now. This is a new. A yeah, new but what are you saying? They've always been that way. This, but even so, this is this is too far. I mean, this is. Who are you to judge? You don't go to that school. You don't live in that state. Why are you fucking worried about it? I worry about the you students. Ba- you're basically walking around with a fucking toilet for a mouth. <laughs> Shut your lid is what I'm saying to you, my friend. <laughs> okay. Shut your toilet okay. lid. Oh. I wouldn't be accepted to UC Davis, that's for sure. The big cat, you're just sitting today, huh? <laughs> sitting and watching? Yeah, sorry about that. Don't you have to be a sorry about a thing. It's Thanksgiving. It's a time to feel thankful. That's what we're doing. we got a big show tonight. We're going to... Uh, you know, we're going to have a big Thanksgiving show. And if you want to, and I would do this for 2015, do you want to put sorry about that on your on your replay so you can just hit it? You don't have to even say it? No, I shouldn't do that. Why? That should be the other one that you do. About shouldn'ts and shoulds. Just have some fun with it. Uh, send in your interns, Chris. Interns, the two neglected ones. Neglected interns come in studio. Move the donuts out of the way too. They're going to see them and go crazy. Here comes their their music. <laughs> Big easy. Who belongs to Chris Stanley? Clocks. Who belongs to Fez Watley? You know we divided up you interns right early on. Okay. How's your internship working out? Loving it, sure. Uh, how's your intern working out? It's going out? good, yeah. Now, does it feel like f- 
for some odd reason, you're getting less airtime. Yeah. I, I sort of feel like I should just make like LeGarrette Blunt and just like leave early and get out of here sometimes. Do you think it has to do with who picked to be your mentor? I was Peter Luger's mentor. You got, has oh Fez take some time to talk to you one on one? Um, we I had a little talk in the elevator yesterday. That that was cool. What were you guys talking about? We were talking about the new uh, elevator system with those keypads. Okay, that's something that you can learn. And when have you talked to your mentor? Uh, usually when I'm editing in the office upstairs, uh-huh. I go over some stuff. You've been enjoying some of that, the editing, right? Yeah, yeah. A little behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. I understand. I like to have you behind the scenes a little more, Chris. You know what I mean? I'd rather have you upstairs editing. Really? Yeah. Now I'm saying that that's where you are. Thing once, how come you ever come up with an on-air p- place for the Big Easy? That's my. F- I mean, I, I was I was just concentrating more on behind-the-scenes stuff instead of on the air with ease. You should be able to get to do both. <laughs> and clocks, who seems like you'd be a natural. Yeah, on uh, the air. I I feel like every time I'm on here, I mean, I feel very comfortable. I'm very comfortable with it. Every day when, when I hear you on the radio, I'm, I'm like, I think to myself, I'm like, oh, could, I would I would make the exact same point that Ron was about to say at least three to five times a day if that happens. And it just, like, oh. That but, drives you crazy. We should have a little bit, more on, on air bit, time. But, now, here's what's worked out for my guy, the guy that I took uh, under my wing, Peter, is that I made a segment up for him. Yeah. Uh, have they talked to you about segments yet? No, I at the beginning I was doing sports. I was yeah, doing, I was doing the base. Perfect. I was doing the baseball. When did I was that doing fall all apart? Stuff. Uh, when he quit doing his base his World Series reports. But when I, he quit I didn't doing quit. it. Well, baseball ended. I was. I thought I was coming on the, day, the game the day after Game Seven. And that was a crazy game, and it just. I mean, it never happened. I'm mean, not. I was doing other stuff, which is fine, but. It's it's all good. I actually didn't know I was even Fez's uh, Fez's guy until a couple of days ago. Well, when did we decide that? We just decided a few weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't know that time you haven't approached him, Fez. I was talking to him yesterday and the he day before even, that he was. He he's telling even, me how jealous he is about <laughs> Peter uh, Laurie. Well, why don't you help him out there? Well, I told him come to me and think of a segment for him to do, for himself to do. Why would how could he come up with that? Do you think that Peter Laurie came up with comedy news? Oh, no, he's and, not and that You know bad. what I actually did? It was because I was sitting outside with Marissa. In the beginning of the semester, you guys noticed I was talking to her a lot. Right. So you, tr- you were like, oh, okay, this, this is funny. Uh, let's, uh, let's bring Peter in here and, uh, and start something up. So I saw that Fez was hanging around. So I was like, I, was, I said, you know, I'm really jealous of Pete, hoping that would start something also. Like right. maybe, oh, you know what? They'll call me in now. But Why do you think he was hanging around you like that? Why was Fez hanging around? I don't know. He, Fez is always running around. He's, oh, he's busy. He's a busy guy. Mm. Yeah, we're always noticing that. We're like, huh. he's a busy guy. He's got a lot going on. So you feel like you don't want to do the on-air stuff, Big Easy? No, I would do it, too. Mm-hmm. I would actually look forward to doing it. Sure you would. Yeah. But you got a mentor who doesn't give a shit about you. I care about <laughs> and platonically love Big Easy. If I was doing the grading right now, yeah. uh, obviously, Peter Laurie would get an A. But these two guys... Incompletes. It doesn't mean that they failed. It means they haven't had the opportunity to get the work done. I mean, to say to a young man, you come up with something and then come to me, find me in the hall, pitch me. No, you've got to do what I did with Peter Laurie every step of the way. And quite frankly, I noticed that he was so weak that I brought him in a very strong co-host. Ah. That You know what I mean? That quite 
that gave a little flash to what was going right. on. Right, like you, you look at Pete at the beginning of the semester, yeah. and where it's now, it's it's night and day. It's night and day. He came in as a slump, the nobody, the schlemiel. Now, now you know? the schlemiel, now yeah. and he's he's got he's got <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got, like got the jacket now. Yeah, 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 that's my language, man. Right now, look at him. You know. He's, he's in a suit. I mean, that's that, your... yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy's farting through silk. Everybody realizes that. <laughs> you know, he's living the life of Riley over there. He's got a fucking gold plated cigar cutter, and every day it's just a big laugh for him. <laughs> you guys, you refuse to pick me as your mentor. That's oh, one of the places I think you fucked up. Uh, but you're each committed to your mentor, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll see what they come up with for you, but, you know, we're running into Thanksgiving now, and that only gives us a couple of weeks to Christmas. Right. And what do you, when's your stuff over? Um, I believe it's like December 17th. Wow. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's Dece- it's going to be a big December. Uh. Dude, that means they really got two weeks left. I know. I know. Wow. That just hit me. Yeah. Two huh. weeks, and you haven't gotten a segment, you haven't gotten on air, you haven't... Hmm? Both of you, you've been Fezzed and Chris Stanley, in my <laughs> yeah. opinion. That's just my opinion. I don't want to, you know, I'm not putting down the other mentors. Do you want to okay? associate Chris Stanley with something bad? Yeah. That's want to turn that around. Do me a favor. I, just so you guys know, I, I got an assistant mentor for both of you. His name's Peter Laurie. <laughs> send, send him in now. Peter Laurie, yeah. get in here. Teach us send how it's done, yeah. Pete. I mean, this kid is doing so good, you know what I mean? That it's one of those things. Remember, like, when, I don't you guys probably don't remember the original Star Trek, right? Did you ever watch it? I've seen some there was of it. A, there was a thing on there where they each had a mentorship, right? Spock, Bones, and Captain Kirk. They all took some mentorship. Oh, okay. By the end of the day, episode, Captain Kirk's fucking guy was steering the spaceship. <laughs> Spock's guy was doing some stuff backstage. Vulcan stuff. Yeah. And then Bones, Fess's guy, ended up committing suicide on some weird planet. <laughs> now look at my guy. Look at the way he's dressed. It's he's sharp. Here's what all he's dressed. Not for the job he has, but for the job he wants. Now show him the power walk I told you. Just walk back and forth. Look at his power walk. Yeah. Look how he walks now. He's walking with pride. Yeah. Looks like he's he's walking dogging. with pride. <laughs> now look, stop for a second and act like you're checking the time, but look like a male model. Like check your watch like a male model would. Look at that. <laughs> wow. Those that's, are, that's a gun. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Looking on a gun, gun show. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a gun show. It really yeah. is. That's where I, I expect you guys to be late years in front of him. Wow, where did we go wrong? This is like full metal jacket where Pyle goes <laughs> on, but he's fucking running the platoon. And they end up working for him. Because oh, wh- why haven't you spent the time with clocks? You're not even looking at him now. Well, Clock, uh, Clocks might have worked with Marissa, but he gave that up. He said I he gave didn't want up. to. You, 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 you said me. I'm going to give Marissa to Peter Laurie. I didn't say that. You guys yeah. asked me to, to keep my charms away from her so, so Pete could get on. So you're saying this to me, that he's a bad uh, intern? Oh, yeah. Is that your fault? No, it's not my fault. That no oh, one would be able God. to work with this guy? No one could. Oh, Ah oh, man, I thought I was a uh, very f- easygoing, I easy know, to work with. You were the because you're the outgoing guy. You're uh-huh. gregarious. You're a talker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Ron, you think Fez needs his water? Uh, you think you're always you think, doing stuff like that. You're bringing up little that? things like, look at this. I'm moving the carpet. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it's easier that way. Like yeah. it just goes through. You, you mark it down. It's, it's the way to get things done. Well, you don't see that? See anything there, Fez? No, we had a problem the other day with studio setup. The day before, oh. Peter Laurie was here by himself. Set it up. Perfectly in record time. The next day, it was clocks and Peter Laurie, and it was fucked up with two guys oh, doing okay. it. Okay, so like just by process of elimination, that's how you you uh, made that assumption. That's how we do everything. Ooh. Ooh. Shit. No, I, I, I'm honestly Ooh. being serious. I'm sorry. What's the common fact? What's the? I, yeah, I, 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 the, I could see how you would get. Different? I could see how you would get to that resolution. But that day, I actually wasn't in the studio setting up because I actually had to go do something for for Chris. Chris wasn't feeling well that day. What did you have to do for Chris? I, I had to get him some sick. on aspirin, and then when I came back, the studio was already set up. I understand. Oh. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I, people get headaches. Cocktail flu, right, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the thing. So the half hour it took you to go get on aspirin. Oh, no, no, no. That's why you To walk to the kitchen. Uh, All right. I understand. Now, here's the difference, though. I'm trying to build my guy up all the time, make him feel good about himself. You're chopping your guy. You got, you got a good one. Who came in here Thank with you, all Chris. the confidence? Peter Lorre had the least confidence. And I remember both of you guys saying at the thing, at the beginning of this, like this. He goes, that kid's like a four foot high dog shit. And I go, let me take him. I didn't know the let dog shit that high. Let me take this fucking guy and just mold him into a, a, a comedy newscaster. And look at him now. I wouldn't be surprised he starts getting other offers from other stations. He's awesome. ready to go. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're telling Pete, like, Pete, you're going to be working here. He's like, yeah. really? You think so? I'm like, dude, yeah, you're, you're I don't killing know I'm going to do the show without him. Ah. <laughs> and, I'll, and I have no problem telling management. Fez, have you gone to management about your guys? No. No, it would only be in the opposite way. Why are you <laughs> I'd really like to know what, what, what I've done. And I, what so so, so done I could wrong? learn from this. Like I, I don't know what I've been doing wrong. Um, you haven't figured out how to set up the studio yet. The setting up the studio that. was not you know the what? radio you know what? business. I'm here tomorrow. I'm here tomorrow. Kelly's here tomorrow. How about I just set the studio up tomorrow by myself? Kelly will be outside. He'll do whatever he's doing, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll do it. I'd like to see it. We'll do it. Cool. That doesn't seem like you're getting behind him. You, oh, I'm not. You got to see this. Almost. It's fine. It's fine. You got to cha change opinions around yeah. here. That, that, that's how it happens. I'm never going to test you, my friend. You <laughs> don't need to be tested. You. you know why? I look straight at you, and I'm looking at the future. <laughs> not just your future. I'm looking at the future of this business. Wow. I'll tell you this. Wow. I'll never be dead as long as you're alive. That's <gasps> how much I feel like of my essence I've given to you. Gee, that's crazy. Yeah. Crazy? Or what the mentor program is all about. I don't put my, myself and the interns enough. Did that come off? <laughs> very, 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 very well. Yes, yes. Like, can I change a mentor now? Feel, <laughs> you no, ever it's notice, me and you, Big Easy, okay? <laughs> do you ever notice that when, when I pick a favorite intern, I'll, I'll keep working with them until they get good at it? I, I can't let Big Easy fall to the wayside. Not like Fez, like Clocks. McClox is a, he's a lost cause. Big <laughs> Easy yeah. is something. Hope. No, it's a lost cause because Fez is now set out not only to not help him, but to hurt him and prove that he won't make it. <laughs> if you ever give his name out, then any future employers will destroy you. Uh, well, we're, we're going to try to change it tomorrow. That's what we're going to do. 
I want, if you would maybe... If it's just the studio, I mean, then if that's the only thing that's messed up, then I must be doing something right then, right? Well, you had a chance to do comedy news. It was offered to you, and that's you didn't want to do no, no, it. No, I was willing to do it. Ron, Ron asked me on air, "Can you keep your charms away from Marissa so Pete could get so Pete could uh, start getting that relationship?" So I was like, "Okay, cool, Pete. I absolutely will do that." And then, and look at Pete now. Yeah. I, as I said at the beginning, we're all happy for each other. Ron didn't. Ron, Ron thought that was communism. Like, like <laughs> this is some communist bullshit going on over here. You know why? Because this is capitalism. One's winning, oh. two are losing. Okay. The communists are losing. <laughs> and by the way, there's fucking Stalin over there, like All an right. idiot, a mouth say tongue, killing his own people. Hey, I killed my own people too. All right, Stalin did too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, but Fez, Fez, a couple days ago, you you, you definitely noticed it. You, you when you were asked uh, who has better chemistry with Marissa, you were like, I think Pete has a business relationship with Marissa, but I think Clock is a better connection. Well, I meant as a romantic thing. Ah, you should not be getting in anyone's. That's crossing the rules, Fez. You should stay out of that. That makes me, you know, a little uncomfortable. <laughs> a little uncomfortable. Chris, I know is that you're not having any new plans for your guy. Things are gonna come together for Big Easy. I'm that positive. doesn't sound promising. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Look, because look, I've had I've only had one beef with Big Easy. Yeah, what and was that's, that? That's when he went to go get candy during the Halloween oh, festi- festivities, and he got five pieces of candy. <laughs> that was a bad day. Really. That was a bad day. And it really just fucking I kind of went off the handle. An hour and a half later, you still bitching. Who comes back with five pieces? Throw your shirt up. There's buckets of candy up There's there. There's a lot of people around him, but they don't want to ask. You got to so fucking get in there, man. You're gonna work harder with him then. Yes. And Fez, you're going to try to bridge this thing across, right? In some way, I will try to think of some way to do it. I know I'm just I'm just a lost cause. Why don't you let him cover football? I mean, it's football season. He's a sports guy. Listen to my guy coming up with a. He's a. You're a solution guy. I cover. You know, I you're do, a problem solver. I'll do anything. Every as I said, every day when when we're on the air, either we're talking Gotham or yeah. we're talking about race or religion or sports. As I, as Mercer said, I could talk to a wall. I literally talk to walls. What like as Ron but said when before. you're listening, right? Do you go, oh, that's where I would jump in. I would yeah. say, say that to Ron. Yeah. What do you think when Fez doesn't answer me? And you're like, what is going on there? <sighs> yeah, and, and and I wish Fez talked more because the phones just blow up when, when he's when he's coming it's on. That's true. They, they love get very you. angry. No. Oh, no, man. They love no. you, Fez. They love you. They love you. They do. You they really come, do. So you're going you're gonna to commit yourself and work hard 24-7 with this kid. You're going to work with the Big Easy, Kelly, 24-7. December Big Easy. And... I'm going to look right now that we've got this competition, Peter. You know what's in your future? Some Cuervo gold, some fine Colombian, and we're going to make tonight a wonderful day. Because I don't think anybody can fucking stop us now. We're so far out ahead. You know? It's awesome. I can't wait. Throw the paddles away. We lay back in the canoe and just breeze into the finish line. While these two assholes are trying to get their boats in the water. <sighs> Clock, she played up to the wrong guy. You should have been like Peter. First day, he's like, what am I going to do? Get Ronnie B as my mentor. I know I look out for me. Mm. Now he's delivering comedy news. Now, I'll, I'll point this out. He goes out and finds it himself on the interrobang. He writes it up himself. They go back and forth over who's going to go. He's doing a real broadcast. A true broadcast. <laughs> to a national audience. And Fez is worried whether his guy can come in with waters and, you know, set up things around the studio. 
that's not the business you want to get into, is it, Peter? That's uh, not the business I want to get into. Mm-hmm, sure. Drink up, my friend. <laughs> We've already got this thing won. There's a nice picture of the Cuervo. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, I- I'll tell you this. If I was you guys, I'd never be sleeping again now. That's how far behind you are. Fuck sleep. <laughs> Needs it. Someone, all right. I always get these things sent to me. I'm on some kind of mailing list. Uh, Four things that happen right before you die of a heart attack. What? Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get these sent to you, Fez? Uh, You get feeling of anxiety and and impending doom. Check. You're going shortness of breath. Check. You're fine one second until your heart stops getting blood. You start sucking wind. Check. Um, you start to feel nauseous and sweat profusely. I'm not sweating, but I could puke right now. Um, fourth, you feel like an elephant is sitting on your chest, and there's no chance in the world it's getting up soon. Yes. And here's an old guy. He's having a heart attack, and he's holding it. There's a young, thin guy laying there dead. Oh, God. I don't know what I'm supposed to go to this. The guys, this is called heartattackdefender.com. What? But they send this stuff here all the time. It's uh, it's really sending out bad information. Oh, is it? Because not everybody has a heart attack the same way. Uh-huh. So if somebody didn't have a couple of those things, they could still be having a heart attack. But thanks to Heart Attack Defender, <laughs> they've decided they didn't and didn't go get it checked out. It's actually, well, I don't want to run down any business. But uh, I know when a business makes it hard for you to leave... So is a problem. Ooh, croque monsieur is part of my blue apron this week. Nice. Uh, a yuzu kosho glazed chicken drumsticks and seared hake. Yeah. With melted leeks and fingerling potatoes. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I love the blue apron. I'll be away next week, though. Remind me, i got to cancel it. All right. If not, I'm going to come back, and a week-old turkey's going to be sitting at my door. Rotting food. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just fucking call my neighbor. Go eat. Eat like a king, you prick. Someone in my building gets it. Sometimes I think about just stealing the box. <laughs> then I think that's probably... Those cameras, no kick me out of the building. Yeah, that's that. the reason not to steal. Because there's cameras. <laughs> not on any moral thing of your own. You interns come in tonight? Um, I'm pretty sure I am. Not, I might have to pick up my dad from the airport. He went to go cash in that ticket for the San Francisco Giants. Oh, sweet! For the Super Bowl, so I mean for the World Series. So I might have to go pick How him up from made? the airport. Um, he made uh, ten grand. Sweet. Ah, so and he also has the Packers at twelve to one. So that's looking good. He's got the Bulls at six to one. So that's looking. Good. He's got the Oregon Ducks at six to one, making some money. I don't see Oregon there at the end of the year. I'm sorry? I don't see Oregon pulling it out. I, I don't either because I don't like their offensive line. I think the SEC teams are just going to be too physical for them. But at that value, you got the best quarterback. I mean, him or Winston. You yeah. got two, one of the two best quarterbacks. You have a shot. I wonder why they still run down fucking Florida State. These guys won 26 in a row. No matter what fucking hole they you know fall into, they come out. It's because he's a rapist crab well, like Steve. That and it's just like media fatigue I'd say like people get tired of the, the same they're people they're barely winning though they're the short games. attention span but era, they are you know? winning and that's it's what true. you gotta do yeah but they're not as good as last year they're yeah. definitely not as talented as last year but this is this year huh. they're undefeated 
and every time they get behind, they end up winning the game. Right. And I, I would just, I'd still, if I'm picking, I pick them number one until somebody knocks them off. I'm always going to pick the champ as number one until somebody knocks them off. Right. I'll put them in the top four. Well, That's where they are. Top four, yeah. They're the only undefeated team. They are in the top four. But not only, somebody has lost the game. In the 26 games that these guys have won in a row, I moved past them. Right. That lets you know we live in a fucking sane asylum <laughs> filled with crazy maniacs. <laughs> well, drinking crazy juice. Don't even let yourself get into this. You're all about the comedy news. Don't let me take you off. <laughs> the real right? news. You look great. The way you're dressed. Thank you. You're dressed like you want something to happen today. <laughs> I might even take you down and introduce you to a couple of the vice presidents today. Wow. Has Chris done that with you guys? Nope. I haven't, nope. I haven't brought them down the hall yet. I take my guy out to dinner with him. We all sit around. I didn't even know. Yeah, we drink coffee and smoke cigars in train cars. What? Yeah. A train meeting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. We just ride around in a fine car, fine train car. I hear the train coming. It's coming around the bend. Well, not everybody gets the mentor they should, right? Sometimes shit happens, my friends. And you got to push your mentors, I'll tell you that. I mean, if you're in a situation like Pete is, where total transformation has happened, yeah, let it go. You're with the perfect mentor for you. But you guys might have to just say to your mentor, look, can I get your home number? I want to give you a call when I get some ideas. There's nothing wrong with is that. Is that the best idea? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay I on it. Look, so. you only got two weeks left, and he hasn't really had that talk with you, you know? All right. We could do that. Biggies, I'm you down. can Snapchat me, but nothing inappropriate. <laughs> because You're I'll get, get one. <laughs> You're going to get one inappropriate. Then that'll be between he and I. See, the Big Easy, here's what went wrong there. You started getting his haircut, as you went along. <laughs> Take your hat off. You're trying to look like him. <laughs> I don't get a haircut every week, though. I don't know how everyone does it. How do you get a haircut? How do you find the time and the, or the fucking money? Crazy. It's crazy. Too many haircuts. It's like a spa day for him. It's a spa day. It's a nice relaxing. It's relaxing. He's a warm towel on the face, a clean Mm. shave. What? You you have a good relationship with your barber? Yeah, friends. There you go. See, I'm not friends with my barber. Uh, Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Come on. Uh I I really thought we were getting somewhere. I keep forgetting. (laughs) Okay. All right. Sad he is. Yeah. You gotta go, Chris. No, I'm right here. We got time to call Marissa in? Yeah, we have time. I want her, I want her to judge the bums. That's what I want her to do. Look <laughs> <laughs> oh, at Pete. Superstar. So you guys are starting to pick up that they got big plans for Pete, huh? Yeah. Pete, yeah. Pete has definitely risen up. Yeah. And you certainly didn't expect it, right? Oh, no, I expected it. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I saw you were taking an interest. Right. I saw you were taking an interest in Pete. Here's what we went, we went over this. I'm Pete's mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clocks is with Fez. Am big, I? big Easy pulled the short straw. <laughs> He's got Chris Stanley. No. <laughs> we're talking about how Pete came in here. Didn't seem like he was going to make it. Matter of fact, you were talking about quitting very I early was, on. I was never. You said you don't. Fit, you yeah, said I you don't. Fit in. You were going to go Absolutely out to like one of Chris's podcast friends and intern there. Uh, yeah, the rant isn't a podcast, uh, dude. Yeah, but yeah, no, totally, definitely, I did say that. 
And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's what I could probably even get with. you in the rat, too, because I think that they would love you down cool. there for your next thing, because cool. it's a Jersey thing. It definitely is. Now, we expected big things at a Big Easy, and obviously clocks came in here. He was the clock of the walk at the beginning. I heard about this incident. Yeah. Why did these two fall off so much? And Pete have just a total transformation, almost a Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> I think Pete, he just got the push. He got the promotional push right there. Huh. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You got to put him over. You got to think wrestling with everything. It's true. And you're treating your guy like a jobber. Huh. You know what I mean? I'm treating my guy like it's the next generation of WWE. He's the face. Yeah. He's a baby face. Look yeah. at him. My guy's like Repo Man right now, but I'm seeing big things happen. How old him. are you that you're bringing up Repo Man? <laughs> Wait, is that I, still wrestling? No. He has his son. <laughs> That's how far away it is. That's like if we were talking football and you could keep bringing up Y.A. Tittle's name. Every <laughs> Giants are going to get far with that Y.A. Tittle. <laughs> you know, unless he ends up with a bloody nose with his helmet off watching everybody run for a touchdown past him. What are we going to do to pick these two guys up? I mean, who's the best in the hall? If you had to guess, who, who's who got the hall? He See, going. again, I don't know Beezy. I've interacted very little with him. He's made, like, zero effort with me. Zero. Really? How come? He's... I see her once a week, so it's not, right. it's not really that new. So he doesn't give a shit, in other words. Right. <laughs> Pretty but, much. But you figure... Pretty much, he says. She's not mm. your type, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. All right. <laughs> hey, you're not going to appeal to everybody. Yeah, it's going to happen. What about Clocks then? Clocks, yeah, he's good. He's good. He just needs the right angle. He needs a good angle. What would that be? We got to think about these things. We got to we got to cook something up. I can't just say ah, oh, bada bing, bada boom, or poof. Here you right. go. You know, it's not like but I got to. What he needs is events in his corner, right? Oh yeah, big time. That's you, Fess. Why aren't you thinking of angles for your guy? Um, the next angle will be how to put up the banners without destroying that something. That's not what everyone's looking for. We're looking if for we his... can beat the banner, then we can maybe move up to the IC title. If we're looking for his on-air persona. I love What a... makes him special? I mean, is it just because, like, I mean, the clock, obviously, the first incident, so that, that, that's just stuck with me, so automatically I don't know how to set up the studio. Yeah, that's right. No, it was he the last the day you were here. You didn't know how to set get, up the studio. He was out running around getting uh, hangover yeah. medicine for his uh, <laughs> boss. But here's the thing, Clocks. He saw you that day. He gave up on you that day. It was a first impression. Oh yeah, and and I, and I came on, I came on that day, and I set up. Well, now first impressions are everything. That's that's yeah. probably going to happen. The truth is, it wasn't even the first day. It was like the second or third day. I came in. Before these two guys got here, before the two interns, and I got right on the phones, and Fez was, Fez, the two interns came out to the show, and Fez goes, yeah, you guys have a lot to live up to, Clocks really, I'm not Clocks, it wasn't Clocks yet, he really killed it on the phones today, and I thought that was going to be the first impression, but right. I guess the, the, other was, the other one was the first impression that stuck with them. We can work with you more on the phones if you want. No. <laughs> We're looking about his on-air persona. He's done the phones, he's done the, both of these guys have done the backstage work. You know, they've both been there for that, but they need that Pete place they got up. Like if we trade it now and I had clocks, I'd immediately put him into comedy news with Marissa. That would be <laughs> it's worked. It's worked before. On top of things, and you would be putting your shit up 
and getting yelled at by Fetz. Doing it better than Clark. <laughs> I can put Ooh. the banners up. Yeah, he does. He wow, does. He shots does have been fired. I'm good at that, right? No, you really are. Come but on. one of the reasons why you are is you feel part of the whole thing. You're not like clocks where you're like, this is all I do. This is going to be the best part of my day, putting up a, a banner. That shouldn't matter, though. You're yeah. here at Sirius XM Radio. Um, do it. I'm, I'm content. I've been content. I guess never, the word. Never be content. Yeah, well, you gotta be hungry. Well, oh, I'm hungry too. But like, you're hungry and content. Hungry that and content. Exist. That doesn't exist. That's bulimia. <laughs> yeah. Can, <laughs> can I? Can I quote Marissa? Yeah. Shots have been fired. Yes. All right. All right. You, I mean, I'm I'm down to just we'll, we'll I'll prove Fez wrong tomorrow. We'll we'll do it. Well, you're not going to have to prove Fez wrong. You're going to have to win him over. You're going to. Well, I think I mean he's keeping bringing up the studio, so I'm assuming that's what I have to do. Yeah, but then again, I the studio is the studio. It gets done. It's your on-air thing that you need to right. do. And I'm down for anything, honestly. Pop culture, even real, real legitimate. Racial, uh, religious, that type of stuff. No, what you guys are talking about serious subjects. Like I'm, I'm down to talk about that, and also about sports and all that. As I said before, every time you you're talking about stuff, it like just drives me nuts. Like I can't be in here. I think I think Clocks is uh would be really good at sports to be honest with you. I think he knows a lot about sports. I I talk to him about sports. You're a great young man. You know, Peter. I think I think you know what he could what you were saying. That. Is what Fez should be saying. That's how far you've come along. You want me to be his mentor? Well, That's what we're saying. Yeah, see, to the point. I'm looking forward to the race report with Claus. <laughs> <laughs> right? Hey, race, religion. I got <laughs> Who do you hate more? Blacks, Jews? Give us a call. 866. Ron Zero Fez. Wait, why is why is he on air like going up? Why are they why are they taking everything down around me? Yeah. <laughs> What else you want to do a show on? Rounding up the veterans? Is that your thing? <laughs> uh, let's see. You're very controversial. Yeah, You're very I, controversial. Well, that that's what makes the money. <laughs> Does it not? That's so. You are right. Controversial makes the money. Controversy gets people talking, and that's yeah. what we're doing here. <laughs> We're making money now. <laughs> You're keeping him on the bench. And he's fucking raining threes from the outside. Um... Here's what I think that you should do. One of the things that has worked that Pete came up with is he wanted to do comedy news because he knows that this is a comedy news station. It's not a sports station. Right. Right. But he came to his mentor and he says, oh, look, I see that you're trying to do something. Let me help you. And I'm like, oh, you would do that? He goes, yeah. First day was it was pretty rough. He goes, I got an idea. Let me grab Marissa out of the hallway. He goes, she's sharp, she's pretty, she's going to bring this whole thing up. Damn if he wasn't right about it. Now, you got to think of some of the things that Fez is interested in. And that's going to be rounding up the deer and busting them out to the west where they can't get in any trouble. And no one can hunt for them. Those are the kind of causes he cares about. You know, come up with some great ideas for that. Um, here's uh, Pat. In Boston, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ryan B. Clocks is on air personality is perfectly mentored by Fez. It's non existent. They don't talk. Here's another thing that Fez likes giant orange slices. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that you get into. Why aren't oranges bigger? You know what I mean? Come up with a bunch of things like that. Uh, 
Have you ever spent any time looking into standalone fruits? The blueberry. All right? This all sounds so riveting. I should totally yeah. get on this. <laughs> have you seen some of his work in the past? I have not. You haven't shown him the standalone fruit cartoon? No, I haven't. All right, let's grab this Great. for him. Um, this is a bit Fez is somewhat known for. And maybe as his intern, you can work on him a little bit with it. But this is a time that Fez... I think it was the last time you took the stick, right, buddy? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Fez Watley kicking ass, taking names. Barry is one that can't work on its own. I take it from the beginning, Chris. What's wrong with you? The kids are trying to learn here. Now the blueberry is one that can't work on its own. It has to have something with it, like the kiwi. It's a, not a a standalone standalone fruit. Um. <laughs> Leave all one in it and stop. This is the most asshole. uncomfortable moment in radio history. Oh my god. <laughs> Coke logic can animate it. Now, the blueberry is one that can't work on its own. It has to have something with it, like the kiwi. It's uh, not a... a standalone... standalone fruit. Um... Oh, yeah, yeah. Coke Logic, we're going to be a team on this. You animate, you'll get all the fame and glory, but it's got to go on my channel. Get to it, Coke Logic. Now, the blueberry is one that can't work on its own. It has to have something with it, like the kiwi. It's uh, not a... a standalone... standalone fruit. Um... Man. Were you trying to cut Ann out? No, I, just we, I just don't even mind just the blueberry audio itself. Why, but I'm not anti-Ant. Neither am I. Why are you trying to cut him out of it? I just don't even mind the actual blueberry audio. Oh, he gets. If you wanted that, you'd have your own audio. It's from your show. Poor Big Easy. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, give me. Clocks, you don't give me shit. <laughs> Why not? Um... Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Scott. Uh, Fez is uh, all confident in that. Why don't we just have clocks in studio and have a little talk-off? You just start talking about different things and see who talks more, clocks or Fez. I know I got my money on. I don't mind backing Fez Watley. Would you ever want to do a point-counterpoint with clocks? No. Why not? Oh, shit. Why am I backing him, then? Have you ever eaten ants accidentally? <laughs> I have never eaten ants accidentally. I've eaten ants on purpose. Well, when you get around to eating uncles, let us know. <laughs> Mike, State College. Hey, guys. I think the kids could benefit from uh, hearing the Mrs. Fields commercial and also the dinosaur song. Those two things. All right. The Mrs. Field commercial. Have you guys heard that? This was a famous... I guess it's about a year old, Fez? Yeah, it was last December. Wow. Last December. And Fez did a live read, and I guess there was a lot of, I guess he had a lot of stress in his life at the time. I don't know why, though, because, you know, was, I guess Christmas gets people down, you know. Did you find it? They're looking for it. 
I got it right here. Okay, this is Fez doing a live read. This actually got back to the Mrs. Fields people who actually tried to use it as a social media hotspot for themselves. Go ahead. What if Mrs. Fields herself offered to set up a shop in your kitchen? Not to only make all the cookies and treats you could possibly imagine, but then also offered to wrap them up and carefully place them in amazing gift packages. Then hand deliver, uh, deliver them to all your friends, family, and clients. Would you be interested? Well, of course you would. Well, MrsFields.com essentially offers this exact same service. It's uh, with a few less amazing aromas filling your house, but still you get the point. At MrsFields.com, you can shop the world's best cookies and treats, all baked to perfection, sealed fresh, and shipped directly to you or your gift recipients. Packaged in beautiful gift baskets or festive holiday tins and boxes, Mrs. Fields' gift is the perfect gift for anyone on your list. These gifts can also be personalized with a message, a logo, or even a photo. So visit MrsFields.com today and ship the world's best cookies and gifts. Enter code KITCHEN, that's code KITCHEN, at checkout and save 20% off your order. Again, that's the code word KITCHEN and save 20% from MrsFields.com or call 1-800-COOKIES, 1-800-COOKIES for more information. So what did Mrs. Fields do? I mean, you're, you're upset during the live read. About yeah. It wasn't about the cookies, though, right? No, the cookies were fine. But didn't they end up giving off <laughs> something like 10% off? It was, yeah, it was, a nice, crying. it was a nice discount. <laughs> hashtag, it was hashtag tears. Everybody did hashtag tears. And then they all said, our cookies are so good, they'll make you cry. Which I was so relieved. It was like they, usually tears of joy. Right. <laughs> So that's the kind of shit that you could be doing if you focus on it. Like, what interest do you have? Do you like to grip a table when you talk? You wring your hands? What kind of interest do I have? Do you know how to wrap the headphone wire around your finger? I mean, I don't have to do anything in the studio, so, like, I'm... Uh, Thank you for admitting. I, uh, I've, come, I've come to terms with it. Fez, don't you want to see this kid win just to show the rest of us you can do it? It would be nice to show the rest of you, but I, yeah, I'm back and forth on whether I'd rather see him fail more or me <laughs> succeed more. I think him fail. But you've got to understand something. Like the Big Brother program, it's your job to turn these guys around. Like, you're not going to believe it, but... When Peter came in here, he didn't have a lot of confidence when I first met him. Really? No. Wow. Seems so confident to me. Oh, he's amazingly confident. Ah. And he's getting fan mail from people. I am. Girls are sending him pictures. Marissa's getting jealous. It's it's the whole thing. Guys are sending him dick pics. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Only on Facebook. On Snapchat. What could you work on with this guy? Getting the I, aspirin faster. I'm very serious. I know I would have the per, I have the perfect idea for him. What's that? I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> if you wanted to hand me hand him off to me, I could turn him into something because I know exactly what he'd be perfect at, and the show isn't doing it. I'll hand him to you. <sighs> that is not where you should want to oh, be. Oh, I thought that's what, what you're, you're asking for. I'm saying that's how quickly I know. That he could be turned into a winner. 
I'm not a winner? Not not as an intern. Okay. All right. I'm I'm sure I, as a, you said, I, I, came, I came in with a shitty situation. That's what you said, right? I, I, it's up to you to turn it around, though. All I'm saying in terms of finding an on-air persona, everybody has to do it. Right. You know? He should do a game show. He's clocks. He should do. do he you should do flavor flavor clocks. No, this is the what kills me. Flavor of clock love. It has we, a nice ring to it. It does. Been, <laughs> it does. We have stuff up on the. This, she picked the idea that I was going for. We have stuff up on the iBang that is game show, and game show related, and we're trying to get it on the air. How many days have I asked you to get it on the air, Fez? Three. And have you gotten it on the air yet? No. Nope. Why wouldn't <laughs> clocks be perfect for that? Who did I want to do comedy news first? Clocks? Nope, you. Oh. I wanted you to do comedy <laughs> news. Ended up giving it to the kids. There's a spot. The game show thing. Uh, that's the first thing that I do. Uh, Steve, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I know Fez is not happy when you play those clips, and he sounds like he's kind of pissed off that you're playing them, Ron. Well, if you don't like him, Fez, you can just tell me. It. No, it's uh, no. I, if anything, I just get um, more anxious. What he's saying hearing is, the anxiety in those clips. It's okay if you get pissed off at me. I'm not pissed. You're allowed to get pissed off. at I your shouldn't buddy. make stupid clips happen. You're allowed to get pissed off at your buddy. You know, look at this kid. He, Peter gets mad at me every day. <laughs> he gets mad at me too. Well, that's because you're. In, you know, he's in your shadow. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She's Veronica Corningstoning me. <laughs> That's true. About that. We'll just, yeah. just give her some tickets to the gun show. Uh, we've exactly. got to go. Intern Olympics is over. And we'll see you guys back in here tomorrow night. And that's the end of the show. Don't. Things like that drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I like to watch things on TV. You've been listening to The Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.